Last week we ran across Lord Thaddeus Starkmore, renowned Talden scholar and archaeologist, publicist of some fame, and also conducting a safari through this same general region of jungle at the same time as us. Uh, Don't forget professional demolitionist. Professional expert demolitionist, though he hasn't got an opportunity to really flex that when he was going to. <laughs> he had actually taken down all these pillars himself. And we met up with him just to learn, perhaps. We hadn't had a lot of experience with what the totems are capable of. And it seemed his experience was very similar. He got near it, it shot a bunch of lasers. It was very powerful. However, his did have a very different effect. The first one we'd faced seemed to fire some sort of blasts of almost acidic energy, more akin to a poison, whereas his petrified the entire rest of his expedition before he pulled out his giant blunderbuss and blasted to pieces. And after helping him with the portability of his ten-foot-tall giant statue, the uh, shrink item, which we've now learned is a ten-minute casting time, uh, which has only mildly been relevant so far. So, we learned it's a new addition. I'll put things together. We met him again, later, at a strange, run-down temple. An ancient relic of the past perched on a cliffside to keep her within the jungle. He wanted to blow it up. Because. <laughs> he seemed convinced the thing was a forgery. That one of his competitors, one of his rivals back in Taldor, had literally come to the Mwangi Expanse to assemble a fake ancient temple ruin to discredit him. We disagreed. Fisticuffs were had. Yep. And eventually, eventually, we did end up coming to somewhat of a better understanding. He got tired of punching me in the face and decided to stop for a smoke break while we explored the temple. He perhaps started to feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) So because you're an elf, they've not cauliflowered ears. Are they like cabbaged ears now? Just... Oh, you're assuming I turned my head away. Fair, fair. <laughs> no, it'd be like a spirit. I look like a raccoon right now. <laughs> but after some throwing of ye olden hands, as is the only proper way for, I suppose, settling a debate this far from civilization, the group of you were free to explore this temple more at your leisure, and were free to do so as... Lord Thaddeus Stalmore himself. You, that's 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 angry. He he took a smoke break. Yeah. Pipe break. He wanted a he wanted a timeout. He stepped outside, and he has agreed to let you have a look around to see what you can find. Now inside this ruined temple here, there is still a line of just a thick line of black powder he dumped out across the floor, running most of the way from the front door all the way to the back where his black powder kegs were previously tucked away. With one obstruction where Dalren had kicked a bunch of it in a spray just to stop the fire from racing down <laughs> and deleting the temple everyone was standing in. But otherwise, the inside of this temple seems largely untouched by time. It's got a series of pillars racing down either side from these back of balconies that extend out over the cliff and almost kind of arcing around towards the front entryway in uh, somewhat of a semicircular fashion. And there's not much for 
instructions or anything other than anything to break up the flat floor of this main antechamber, save for that one raised dais that now has the blunderbuss sitting on it that Ruhr had left there. However, spread throughout the walls are these carvings. Uh, you saw a lot of them from the outside, uh, but those had been far more exposed to the elements. They had been weathered, they had been damaged, they were near inscrutable. All you could really pick up were small bits of implications of large butterfly-like wings and somewhat androgynous elves, lean, tall, dancing about. It almost looks fake in origin. But inside, they are much more well-preserved. And as you look around this, this temple here, as Lord Stavmar has given you at least a moment, as he's taking a smoke break with two arrow shafts protruding from his <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> Not these ones. What are you all doing? Um, hey, Rur, do you want to team up and take a look around this place to see if there's any magical energy around here and what it might be? Well, might as well give it a quick sweep. Uh, maybe if we can find some clues here that might tell us about the area. Before we... I'm just going to sit down, actually, yeah. for a minute. Before we do that, let me... Uh, I'm just going to give you a two-action channel of healing energy, which Healer's Blessing would still be on you less full minute. Okay. So, 19 plus 30. How's, how's that feel? Ah. Oh. 19 plus 30. Uh, si significantly better. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad we paid for the extra healing channel. And the good news is it was all non-lethal damage, right? I mean, he was just punching you. It was almost all non-lethal damage. Just, I think he he's you he's just beating the tar out of me. Yeah, but it's not like murdering you with swords and fire, so it's it's got to be a step up from, you know, the laser shooting totem and the dragons. I, I think Thaddeus did more damage to me than the laser totems and the dragons put together, actually. Oh, he did more focus damage. He did also only have one target. This is also <laughs> true. It was all really centered around here. Yep, that was the target right there. So uh, also, Chet, you may notice I have a, a bit of an adaptation of having my setup here and moved my microphone somewhat up. But I feel like my audio quality in some of the previous streams has been a little bit lower than everyone else's, and I think it's just because I'm a very tall man and I sit a good deal higher while I have the same table mount that everyone else did. Well, I got it up yonder. Maybe my voice just doesn't project as well into a mic from a distance. Let me know how this sounds volume and quality-wise, because this is uh, should be much closer to me than it was previously. I think that that's categorically proven, because it, it is, in fact, closer to your face. Yeah, it's a color. It used, to, it used to be, like, down here. So it's kind of good. Four to six inches closer to me. It should make everything, I imagine, sound a, lot, a little better. Less muddled. I'm not great at enunciation in the first place, so <laughs> every little bit helps. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. I suppose if you're going to be going and detecting for magical things, I'm going to try and see if any of these doors are locked. Okay. There are doors. I thought that was. A they door. look like doors. Oh, there are. Yeah, there are little. Uh, that's almost more just like an archway that leads out to the, the lower balconies. I mean, there may once have been doors there. Okay. Not really sure, but they do kind of look very much like doors on the map. We'll give you that. Uh, but there is. There is definitely no standing doors or any kind of temple. They just put doors there with nothing behind them. So you go through the door and you just end up outside in the jungle again. And you're yeah. like, what gives? 
It's a trap, a magical door that is transport. No, it, it's just it's just a archway. Okay. Um. I'll keep an eye out then. The pillars. Do they have any carvings on them, or are they just pillars? The pillars themselves seem to be fairly simplistic and rather thin, as the roof above doesn't, even though it is stone, doesn't seem to be particularly heavy, uh, especially near the center. It looks like the center of the temple actually is left completely open. The roof doesn't extend all the way over. Hmm. Uh, the middle 10 feet or so around where that dais is, there is just visible sky and canopy above you, and the pillars are just holding up the stone that arches over the outer areas of the center chamber. Hmm. Uh, perhaps if uh, there's no real interesting details here, uh, maybe overlooking the chasm, there may be something. So while you are looking around, give me a production check there. Dalrin. That is a 21. Oh, the 21, as you're looking through and as you move back towards the balcony, uh, this is like really the first time you've come through this inner area. Uh, you can see that on the back side of this dais, there is a fairly small statue. Uh, the dais itself is raised a few feet up above the ground with that kind of arc semicircular, almost like a spilt-in stone podium, uh, but just a rim hmm. where to really rest anything, standing up almost about the height of any one of you. Behind it and behind the day, uh, up on the dais itself, is about a three, four foot statue of uh, what may be a deity. Definitely does not seem to be an entirely human figure. It looks almost, uh, it's humanoid in shape. It's got a torso and legs, uh, arms at least, and a distinguishable head, but its bottom appears to be a swirling. You're not really sure if it's supposed to be a whirlwind or a whirlpool. Hmm. It's difficult to tell because this, of course, has been exposed above and has worn away somewhat with time. But that comes up into another very androgynous torso of something with massive, again, butterfly-like wings sprouting out from behind. Hmm. Have I, I know, heard of anything similar to this in my... Well, you, you would have, studies? actually, from Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore's treatise, which oh. would have spoken briefly about the ancient peoples that lived in the jungle, the, uh, the Taiwano, and how they worshipped uh, Shimya Megala. This fits a lot of the descriptions he had of this singular deity. Huh. The sort of combination of all things natural and magical. Oh, fair enough, then. Well, that sounds like something quite religious. Perhaps I can take a look and see if I know more. Uh, yeah, you can give me a religion check there, Rur. Uh, 30. Or, 20. 20. That's a 6, not a 16. With a 20, as far as you can tell, Stalmar seems to have been half right. Uh, this statue itself, as well as the carvings around the wall, do seem to, to point to this as actually having been a religious temple of some kind. But it doesn't look like this Shimia Megala is a unique deity, at least not in the way you might have originally assumed. It looks like what they worshipped here was a fusion of two modern deities into one, Desna and Gazra, that they worshipped as the Shimia Megala together as a singular entity. This uh, seems to be their 
primary facet of worship, which would make sense given the location. And then, you know, Gazer being the god of the storms and wind and nature, and uh, Desna being that of magic and fey folk and mystery. They've created the god of the butterfly effect. Yes, mm-hmm. in, in essence, they have created. That's accurate. Hmm. You hear a sound of thunder in the distance. <laughs> Maybe one person got that reference in the chat. Looking around the statues, um, are there any <clears throat> hidden levers or buttons or anything like that? Because you always have to check Loot, please. for the hidden doors. Give me the cool thing. Let me give me a perception. <laughs> Can I get the room? No, not to find anything. Maybe the Taiwano had a secret magical stash of a huge pile of modern denominated coins. (laughs) You never know. It's a fantasy adventure. Almost a twenty. Almost a twenty. Uh it's gonna be a thirteen. With a thirteen is your grill. No, this religious temple does not appear to contain any mystical caches of useful loot for the future. Damn. There's no Plus two vorpal greater striking long swords in the way under the floorboards. Um, is there anything about the temple that might uh, give information about the surrounding areas? Uh, maybe talking about other sacred sites some, somewhere else nearby that might help us uh, maybe pinpoint other locations that the Cinder Claws might have used for uh, other totems. Well, if you make me a society check. You may be able to make something more of these carvings on the walls, perhaps. Okay. I can assist if you want. As much as it would be amusing to have us gallivanting off in the wrong direction, I'm just going to hand you the session re-roll and re-roll that nat one. I will take session re-roll. Apparently Twitch is having some issues real quick. Would you like me to assist? Sure. There's nothing coming out of nothing on our end. This, the feed has all been fine here. I haven't even dropped any frames yet, which is spectacular. Ooh. That was like the greatest session reroll spenditure I've ever had. So Probably. rather than critically fail and ruin my nat and 20, ruin your nat 20, I'm gonna give you this. Is Miami like dying again? Reels. By the way, are we still trying? Are we, did we try Miami again? Or? Uh, we are back okay. on Miami. I'm back on the default server, but yeah, so you're 20 from a one, and my 19 from a one for wow. a total of whatever you have. Plus four. Damn. Plus four. Because All it right. doesn't matter. So that goes to 35 oh. with a critical success. <laughs> with, a, with a 35 on a natural 20. Uh, I mean, you are Osirian. That's not terribly far from here. And what's interesting is that you not so much you don't so much recognize the content of a lot of these carvings along the wall as you recognize their style. Hmm. Uh, sort of the general design and the workings of a lot of the art here appears to be Bonawat. And uh, the Bonawat peoples are still around. They still exist. Uh, they now go much further to the west, uh, almost to the Soddenlands, under the Eye of Abendego, on the uh, out to the coast. Hmm. And uh, as far as you knew, in any of your studies or anything you've learned about this area, you've never heard of any sort of past Bonawat peoples having lived this far inland. And, uh, this is certainly news to you and interesting that apparently they migrated out from the center of the jungle at some point a very long time ago, mm. if this forgery is to be believed. Sure. <laughs> uh, but there doesn't appear to be anything indicative of the surrounding areas. And given the age and the surprising origin of everything here, even if there was, it probably wouldn't be reliable. 
This all seems to be devoted to a very kind of ethereal concept of divinity. Hmm. Uh, this isn't hard rituals or even anything performative. It's just concepts. This is like early religion. Image. Uh, exactly. This Shimya Mandala. It's very sim- uh, almost simplistic hmm. in its nature. Hmm. Totemic. Well, not totemic. That's the totemic problem. Totemic's what you want, though. Yeah. 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 Um... What are, you, did we, what are you up to? Did uh, we sense any magic? Buddy. Because you never told us. Well, I was also going to be looking for trap doors and stuff. And oh, really, I've, I've had an experience with some really spiky trap doors in the past. And, you know, I don't, I don't uh, trust. No trust. So that's we basically have found what traps in less conspicuous places. Yeah, yeah this is extremely like, like, like bookstores. Yeah. yeah. And that's this, uh, as you head outside, I, I imagine because you said you wanted to be... Yeah, you want to be kind of looking around here and making sure that there's nothing around. Are you heading back out the front? Yes. Okay. You, you head back out there. Let me get my hat so I can RP properly. Oh, God. Stoutmore. About halfway through his cigarette at this point. Turns and sees you. A damn good shot, lad. Give me that. Your compliment is... Appreciated. I do have to ask, what kind of cigarette does he have? Is it like a Cruella de Vil, like the long? It would be, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like the handle you put the yeah. cigarette at the end of. He's got the, the fancy boy cigarette holder. He takes a little bit of a puff through it. Reaches up and takes his monocle down and looks at it. Kind of rubs it on the shoulder of his jacket a bit. Notches it back up. Hmm. Get your name, I do believe, but in your interest in this nonsense behind us, the feeling you've been sent here for more than just interfering with my business. That we crossed paths with you at all is mere coincidence. Hmm. He just taps the uh, end of this on his boot until this little cigarette falls out on the ground and just. Rubs it into the steps of the temple and puts this back in his jacket. Hmm. You take me for a fool if you think I'm likely to believe that one. But still. An odd group, he said. You. Well, and most of your friends, don't look much like any elves I've ever seen. We are a rather ragtag bunch. We do come from Breach Hill in Isker. Yep, so your friend said. Uh, Raldan was it. So he did say. Close enough. Oh. Oh, my horse. Can you... I mean, he, he turns uh, back towards you. <laughs> You're the expert. You think you could remove these for me? Sure. Uh, and... I'll reach and pull out like a small bit of cloth or something and just kind of wind it tight. Bite. It's so that you don't crush your teeth. You're a, you seem to be capable of handling yourself. Removing an arrow is still not going to feel good. Fair enough. I'll trust you on this one then. He puts it in. Okay. And I'll medicine check just to. Okay. 
Natural one, natural one. <laughs> Give me a Tyrannus fail. Uh, 24. I would re-roll that for the one. Fish for the one. <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'm not a complete. I'm not a complete. So inside, while the group of you were looking around, uh, Dalren looking through these, across these carvings, studiously as Ver and Resme and inspect this statue for various reasons, and Buddy's just looking around for trapdoors slash doorway spikes. You guys hear a yelp of pain <laughs> from through the door. And uh, so you said you, you wanted to be looking around to you trying to find things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a, a 20. Yeah, what a 20. As uh, you're looking around here, you too do not find any kind of... Neither ancient traps nor mystical treasure caches throughout this temple. I'm rather disappointed that uh, there wasn't even any information to be had here. Yeah, we should have just let that guy blow it up. <laughs> I, I don't know. We got some really nice black powder out of it, which I think is going to be useful. I suspect he'll want it back. Yeah, I feel like probably. I mean, it's like taking one of my, uh, I mean, my whip or something and just walking off with it. Would you like me to? No, I really wouldn't. Okay. You hear a uh, second yelp from out front. <laughs> Trailing off, surprise, surprisingly high pitch, almost like a dog whine. <laughs> I guess we should go. Honestly, I really think we should be looking for more of these pillars. Uh, I was really hoping there would be something here of interest, but uh, it doesn't look like there is. So, coming back through the door, stood tall, walking very stiff-leggedly. <laughs> Almost kind of an odd bit of a limp. And when Stoutmore comes back into the antechamber. Well, have you had your fill yet? Have you seen whatever it is you think there is to learn with this nonsense, this farce? Well, let me take a quick look around. There are a couple of things of worth of note here. What? What have you been doing? There's... I've been studying the statue. There's one chamber here, lad. Even a renowned archaeologist like myself would know when to move on. There's nothing but senseless carvings, one statue, and Eretz stonework. Well, regardless, I'm still going to take my time to look around before we leave. I'll just shake his head. I looks up. I imagine he's easy to easily be able to see his gun up on the dais, so he'd walk up to it and... Yeah, it's not like we got rid of it or hurt yeah, it or anything. Take the gun, start looking it over. You thought about it. I thought about it. And vandals haven't hurt her, have you? Where's my powder? There's some right here. There's still one barrel that I left there. I thought you picked all of them. I, thought yeah, you picked I, all I, I picked up all of them. I think you picked them all up. Yeah, yeah Rory's got them all. There's plenty on the ground. Because you shrunk them and you just kind of kept picking them all. Uh, there's powder on the ground. The notches where you had them stashed before. Well, clearly you've taken them somewhere. I see you have reached down to something similar of these bags of your own. Uh, I'm going to be needing those back. I, op- I open up my bag. I'm like, does does this look like I'm hiding anything? It turns over to, uh, to Brewers. You're looking around. I How about you, little one? Your kind can't lie, can they? I don't have any bags. It's not a lie. I currently am not carrying any bags. He's a percent straight like this man. You want to lie to this man? No, he's asking if no. I have a bag. No, he's asking where his bags are. You, you would know. I don't have to tell him. You- I just can't lie to him. You want to play Gene Seren, Ray? You're welcome to take your <laughs> shot at this and see how the gods favor it. But, I don't. Uh, I don't have to answer him. 
That that's true. You do you do you. Certainly there will be no repercussions for this later. Uh, but as you, I, it's true. Currently, I don't have any bags where I can put the powder. Can you can you top me up to hit points before you lose all your cleric powers? <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be really bad if I have to become the party healer. As he looks around the, the group of well, you, you, you've clearly done something with them now, you faggots. They haven't just disappeared. I look over the cliff. I don't actually say anything. I just look <laughs> suggestively over the cliff. And then I look back at him, and then I look over the cliff, and I just shrug. No idea. He's gonna, he's gonna head over to the balcony. So, I, I do, how does the spell okay. work, by the way? What spell? What do you when, mean? When I, because they're shrunk, do you just put it somewhere and it just grows? It, it, as soon as you give it enough space to expand back out yeah, to yeah, where we'll just, we'll just, it would okay. just do it by itself. So while he's looking out over the dais, or over the balcony, I'm going to take one and put it on the dais. And <laughs> it just swells up immediately. Okay, so it's not making loud noises or anything. It just no, grows. It just grows. No, it doesn't so. just funk onto the ground. He just sitting it is there. Yeah, so I'm, the I'm just going to put all of them large. on the dais. As he, he, he's leaned over this balcony, looking down around down below the cliffside. That high, I don't say anything. Surely would have heard the would have heard the woodwork rupture. These kegs were fine craft. And he turns back around. I can't believe you waste my time. So <laughs> he uh, kneels down the dais and starts trying to finagle this keg into his little bag of holding, the, uh, the mouth of which appears to be at maximum as big around as one of the kegs. As he's trying to beat these in here. I've, I've had enough. Can we leave now? Uh, seems that we've exhausted our uh, whatever this place, whatever this information this place could give us. Trying to jam one in. Yes, and I believe we have well enough of a deal here. You've had your investigation. you found I assume nothing, as there's nothing here to be found. Yes, now yes. Leave me to my business. Even if Bilbo didn't send you, he sent someone as this, well, it stands. Well, leave the legs. Some people would kill you. <laughs> for what Just it to is, get a leg up for themselves. For Ridiculous. what it is worth mentioning, this place does appear to be genuine. Ah, it's the untrained eye, perhaps. It is, again, a fairly impressive forgery, young chap. But I assure you, I have studied this region and its peoples for many years, and this is an outright fabrication. A farce. Nonsense. Um, he did at least manage to get the statue correct. He got this strange Shimye Magala, Shimye Maya, I can't, whatever, whatever they called the thing. This singular deity up there is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm, I'm literally just walking away. Like, that way into the forest. Volia, oh, thank you. Doran, do you have the key? I don't believe I do. Who of us has it? The Hunter's Gate key. You. Oh, you have it. You I have it. it. Oh, yeah. I thought. It. It. Yeah, because it did hunt. It did. It, yeah, but it, I wasn't. I, it, it helps hunting things, it, and you're really good at that. Really you do that, that a lot. It doesn't help me at all, actually. But you I'm still have sure it. You have it. I okay, that, oh, that, that's fine. Sorry. So, um, to try and while while Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore is grumbling to himself, um, I'll go over with the Hunter's Gate key in hand. And just kind of like show it out of into his peripheral. Why? 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 No! 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 Doran's just gonna go and kind of cover it up. Panic! Don't draw his interest anymore. He just wants to confiscate or blow up anything he thinks is remarkably interesting or out of the ordinary. I'm not giving it. No. No, we weren't giving him the temple either, and we 
It's just, why? Don't show him anything. Let's just go. I don't want to see his face again. I don't want to mention his name. I don't want to talk about him. I don't think there's anything to be gained by getting his insight into anything that we're doing here. And seemingly finally having gotten one of the kegs into his bag back on his hip. Yes, I do believe uh, all our barbaric exchanges here today. This has been an utter waste of my time. I could have been done with this, had my hands washed with this situation. Back to fine wines and fine women. Back up in Apara. But no. I'll hardly be able to get back to my butt with what's left of the afternoon. Yes. Very sad for you. I weep for you, sir. Let's go. Come on. Come on. He picks up one of his kegs and carries it back over to the corner, plunks it down on the ground at the end of one of the lines of black powder. Starts <sighs> trying to kick it back into the niche where he had it before. Probably best if we made ourselves scarce before he brings the whole cliffside down on his head. I suppose. With any luck, he'll bury himself in it. I doubt we'd be that lucky, though. Nope. Though, so, somehow certain that this still may not be the last you'll see of Lord Thaddeus Dalmore. Your view head out away from this temple. That's a, well, quite literally anywhere else. Absolutely anywhere else. Uh, to some distance away to start preparing a camp for the evening and readying for Rinaldi and Valia's return. As they've gone out to scout down the river this afternoon, I believe is where you sent them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have them on the map in a place that makes sense. Okay. Um, I guess we should start trying to think about where the next totem would be. I think along the river seems to be the pattern that they've established with the other two. So perhaps following the river, we oh, may find okay. one. Okay, I mean that's as good a choice as any, I guess. And with this map that I will bring us over to here, with this exploration we've had so far, uh, you're resting here for the evening. Renali was going. Uh, Renali and Valia were going down the river. You went up. They went across to kind of see if they could find anything of value down that direction. Uh, so they will at least lead you. Somewhere, uh, or at least report back with some amount of the river having been scattered here. And in, indeed, you have found the what appears to be, if not the main stronghold, the center clause, an area of some impressive power mm. on the other side of the river as well. So it makes sense. But as you all are running your camps, who wants to make the survival check for today? Um, I did want to cast Pass Without Trace as we left the temple to try to make it harder to follow us if that was something he was planning on doing. <laughs> At least make sure that maybe, <laughs> just maybe. We could, we could get, be rid of this man. I mean, we traveled here with Rur's magics and he somehow still beat us. So I think he'll manage to get wherever. If he's going to interfere with us, I don't think we can stop him. Um, uh, do you want to, and I'll assist you, or do you want me in? I suggest you figure it out. Okay. Uh, that's very not bad. Nice. Uh, that's going to be a uh, 29. Yeah, so the 29, you would be able to have your camp largely prepared and in order before Rinali and Valia returned later in the evening. And as they, as they did, as they made their way back, uh, Valia, surprisingly, the first to arrive. Generally, obviously, Renali is much more at home here, much more accustomed to things. Uh, 
and shows up largely just with Valia in tow, disheveled, <laughs> surviving, you know, doing jungle things. She's not terribly adept in this environment. Surprisingly, Valia comes first and somewhat hurriedly towards the camp as she finds you guys. Oh, thank the heavens, finally. A group of you. I wasn't sure exactly where you've been counted. It's a bit further from the location we discussed. This, this, whatever. Uh, I need your assistance. My magic doesn't cover healing. I can't do anything with that. Renali's quite badly injured. Oh, oh dear. Uh, uh, please, lead the way. Lead the way. And uh, she would take you back some way through the jungle here. Uh, getting dark. Leading you for uh, about an hour or so out retracing your steps back from whence you'd come until finally you would come upon Renali resting against the tree hidden as well as she could be in the roots of a, a fairly large burn and uh, she'd look at the group of you give kind of a meager smile and then wince clearly in a lot of pain you can see she's not really bloody. She seems to physically be mostly intact. Save for the top right shoulder of her gown has been burned, and the skin underneath has been blasted completely black <laughs> uh, with an incredibly dramatic burn of some kind. But it appears to be very, very localized. It's just uh, the skin around it seems to be almost perfectly fine save for some errant streaks of dark red flesh jetting across her body, across her shoulder, her neck, and even one off to the side of her cheek. Like laser levels of accurate? Well. Or rays. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> and uh, she winces. Ah. <laughs> I was struck by lightning. You were struck by lightning? I suppose you don't mean that metaphorically. And, uh, Valia, N- no, it's, uh, it's somewhat literal. I came across another of those totems and barely able to escape. Yeah, the thing was yellow. Uh, saw Renali, or whatever the things do, and taunt her with another one of these, these blasts. Oh, dear. Poor well, thing. let's, uh, let's... Well, I'm fairly useless at tending to injuries, but... Well, I, I know you, yeah. Saturnite, you, you have magic, do you not? Yes, I have plenty for this. There was... I, my shame, I, I have very little even traditional medical training, and, and binding the wound didn't seem to be appropriate in this situation. There's no blood. The skin doesn't even appear to be broken. It seems... I, I don't know what to make. I'll leave you to this. Please. Do we have any anti-burn stuff? I feel like we did at some point. We have healing potions. Rinaldi just kind of raises a hand. It is hot. That's bad. Painful. And it is difficult to move my right side, but it will not kill me, I am sure. Yes, but this can be remedied quite quickly. Just sit still for a moment. I would not complain. I have seen what you can do, little one. So, I'm going to channel a... Do I have any normal heals prepared? No, I just have the big ones. I got three of them left, though, so I'll just go ahead... Make me a medicine check real quick, just to kind of quickly gauge... How hurt she is, I suppose. 22. Uh, she looks like she's taken more than that damage. So, 
she's kind of shaking. Like she's she's pretty hardy. Apparently, she's trying at least not to not to look like it's getting to her too much. But she's like halfway to dead. Another one of these blasts could easily have just killed her. Rare. Does it look like she was only hit once? It looks like she was hit once. Listen to her heart. Sometimes electricity can do weird things. Before that, let me soothe some of this, and I'll uh, channel a two-action heal. So nine, I see on the dice. Thirty-three. With thirty-three, magic flows across her. These red streaks emanating out from this injury fade back away into her usual dark skin. This blackened burn shrinks somewhat. Uh, you feel like you've undone most of the damage, but it's still left a fairly big burnt area across her shoulder where it actually struck. And uh, she reaches up and just kind of gingerly touches it briefly. Lift her arm up, move her shoulder a little bit. Oh, that is much better. Oh, don't worry. Oh. We're not done yet. There's plenty more. And I'll lay the gloves on her and channel another through the gloves, which I believe is just level one. Uh... The gloves do, I believe it's 2d8 plus 5. It's a flat, I think it's like ye olden care moderate wounds is what it okay. was, I'm pretty sure. But we can always check that later. Yeah. It's plus a, 5? Yeah, I think, I remember because it was old moderate wounds. Because it was 2d8 plus 5. It was a, it was a weirdly, like, middle ground. Okay, so that's not my healing. No, it's a, it's not It's not a healing spell. It's yeah, it's a just, fixed yeah. amount of, of healing. Yeah. 12. And uh, with 12 more... As you push this into her, the magic from your gloves discharging. Nothing visually really changes. Mm. Uh, but as she's still kind of moving her arm around a little bit. Thank you, Roar. This this has removed the pain, at least. This mark perhaps needs time, but this is much better. Rinali, do you have any of that webbing that you sometimes carry around? Oh, we had been traveling today. I did not have time to find him. Do we have even a little? I think we had some in the bag, did we not? I'm not sure. We had the mosquito netting in the bag. Well, I, I do have a salve that would probably help with this. Is, well, uh, it, is, it is fine. I'm more wanted Before she can refute that, that's like... battle medicine, so. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just salve. Just... Oh, that. <laughs> there we go. That's a critical. So you slap it down and everything. She's not missing anywhere else. So you just at least throw down some kind of a cream of yeah. bandage on it. Shrugs back down a bit over pulling herself up and kind of dusting off <laughs> her, her gown. <laughs> uh. oh. I had heard that both your story and that one from your, your friend, Valia, into the Lotari style one. Yes, we met him. I've heard the stories of what these, these totems and their blasts, but <laughs> they are fast. <laughs> it Indeed. Was the first time we had seen it for ourselves. Well, you seem to be right, Doran. There is another down the river. But this is somewhat difficult to reach. Hmm. I 
Thalia maybe explains better. He just kind of nods. Uh, if you wish, of course, Miss Melly. This totem, this yellow one that we had met, says it loose this blast. Fortunately, she avoided a second one. Mm. Not only is it defended by some... Uh, they look almost similar to cherished devils of some kind. Uh, winged beasts that descend from the trees. Hmm. Uh, I held them off as best as I could. Were they scaly by chance? I noticed, no. Okay. And hmm. uh, she motions down to the side of her armor, where you can actually see, I've kind of been looking at Rinaldi here, and uh, Vali has actually wounded her as well. So it looks like something had cut clean through her left side, uh, through her breastplate, splitting the actual metal. And you can see there's this blood uh, seeping out there. And so she points to it, and you move forward, she'll tip her hand. Uh, there's no need. It wasn't severe. I held them off well enough. I think uh, a night's rest will do fine for me. Well, regardless of the severity, we are in a very wild and dense jungle. It could fester quite quickly. Mm. This is fair, I suppose. I'm in no position to refute it, but I, I believe it would perhaps be wise we at least begin making our way back to camp first. Well, this will merely take a few seconds. I just I have a salve that will dis- disinfect the wound. I believe, given the damage, one moment, and... She, she kind of presses on a bit, moves around, she winces a little, pulls up her book, and starts to... Uh, <laughs> she's looking through the book. <laughs> All right. No, I actually failed. So it's not going to heal anything. She just gets... Yeah, got, well, she's got a breastplate on, so yeah. you just kind of try to slap it up on the armor. And she shines back away from me, staggers back. Uh, blue, please. No, that succeeds because my gloves give me a plus one. Yes. But she she staggers back away from you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Sir Asplum, please. Uh, due to the this this strike, the damage, and she closes the book and puts it back on her hip. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not decent, and I'll need some well, proper gown or anything before I'm seen. Please. Although that did somehow feel remarkably better. Admit. <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's uh. <laughs> It's good stuff, that. Uh, he'll do um, for 14. And so, uh, Rinaldi briefly nods. Uh, your camp is uh, towards Cliffside? And points a little back more towards the temple and towards where you're actually set up. Yeah. Uh, this way. Uh, not quite. We, we, we got some distance between us and the cliff. Um, we suspect that there uh, may be quite a racket anytime soon. I'm actually wondering what took him so long. And uh, almost as if on cue... As as you've been setting up camp, you, you hadn't heard any explosion or anything quite yet. You hear a low... And, uh, trees throughout all the canopy above you all kind of wave away for a moment as you feel a brief wind blow across you. <laughs> ah, there he he might resets. have gotten his hands on more gunpowder. There it is. Uh, I don't think he would have needed any more. He had plenty to start with, didn't he? That's that, I guess. Well, how far away we are, that was awfully big. Yeah, I don't think it, it would have been just as big as when we were standing there. I'm glad we're gotten quite a distance. Did you uh, meet someone else that didn't immediately try to kill you? No, no. Thaddeus uh, Stoutmore decided to try his hand at uh, amateur demolition work. Oh, well, uh, as far as I understand, uh, well, Thaddeus Stoutmore has both an architectural degree as well as uh, quite a renowned affirmation from an engineering college out in Casimir. Are you serious? Well, yes, I assume if that's something he attempted to do. Yeah, I was always doubting this man. You know, he seems real knowledgeable. 
Yes, it, he... it just irks me that someone's so yeah, caustic and irritating. Yeah, you being jealous over here now. I just because he bit. has a monocle also doesn't mean your monocle isn't as cool. And I must oh, admit, Master Dalren, that uh, jealousy is certainly not an emotion. Poor color, if you will. Well, the primary concern we had is the temple that he wanted to destroy. Uh-huh, sure, he sure, would... sure. That's what that was. Yes. I assume he found some fault in it, then perhaps it wasn't safe. And regardless, I've... Well, the man is eccentric. I see no reason not to trust his judgments on most things. He does come with the proper pedigrees, of course. I see many reasons not to trust his judgment, aside from the fact that he's just possibly one of the most unpleasant people I've ever that come across. That ain't no reason to be yeah, doubting him. He seems like a real knowledgeable fellow. I don't see what you guys have against him. Well, again, Miss Resume, it is... Uh, who? Oh, from Prava, Miss Glotterman. I apologize. I, I, I'm, you, you flustered me. This, he's not I do, even in our presence, and you speak as behind his back. It's I do beg. I do beg your pardon, but I told him to his face. I told him he was a blowhard. And she, like, turns red. Largely immediately, and you can't tell if it's secondhand embarrassment or like actual legitimate anger at the concept of someone with such a severe breach of etiquette. Not only that, but I'm fairly certain that my sister turned into a large jungle cat and tried to strangle him. A moment! And she pulls the book out. Now, I will say that for all the things that he may or may not be good at, he's definitely good with his fists. Yeah, she's just kind of Yet another thing stone. I must begrudgingly <laughs> admit to. Yes, because being a brute is so difficult. Walking and looking through her book here. It is rather difficult. I mean, those punches were real good. I mean, if he if he was in a bar fight, <laughs> I'd want him on my side. Renali. But anyway, Valier. Just angrily flipping through the book in the background. He said she is exactly good. <laughs> um, this pillar, I, I will do my best. It, it struck me like lightning, this blast that came from it, as quick, and it felt as strong. But it is more than that. These bat demons that descended from the trees mm. on us. Miss Valia, here she wants to call. I, I try to remember Miss Valia. Miss, there's so many names. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Just call her whatever you want, and if she doesn't respond to it, then clearly she's not worth talking to. She literally to. doesn't even seem to notice that she's so like, deep in her book, flipping through it here and studying something. That's uh, so about that were, totem, uh, Renali. Were it not for uh, her, I do not know it would have escaped totem. But around it, it has seemed to call a storm. The area for some miles around is torrential downpour and black skies, the cracks of lightning throughout, the trees, the jungle itself has suffered, split and burning embers through their trunks. Hmm. The places where the other totems have been yours and the other man's, her friends, we saw no such changes. It might just be an older totem. These are very chaotic energies that we're dealing with. She just kind of taps the wood on her chest. It's certainly a strong one. Well, perhaps we can, um, we can think we can plan it for this. Um, the totems, well, certainly the storms will make it fairly obvious where they start. Uh, maybe for 
clever about this, we can draw the guardians away from the totem, uh, or at least try to handle them uh, in more relative safety than with uh, lightning raining down. I did not hands. see where it was they descended from. I was struck by this this thunderbolt, and then they were upon us, hmm. shrieking. It was deafening. I. It is almost like a dream. I'm trying to remember what happened just some hours ago. Based on the severity of what we're being told, I don't think that this is the one we should test all of the invisibility and, and whatnot with. We might want to find a different one. Well, if you we were to be... still neutralize this totem. Yes, but we should not risk Resme's well-being. Testing. That I can most certainly agree with. My sister's not going anywhere near that thing while it's active. And, uh... At this point, Zvalia, as you haven't had a page for a while, she's been looking at something. She closes it up and holds the book in front of her in both hands. Right. As far as I can tell, according to the automatic kit here, this. And she puts the book away. And she seems to be like almost kind of convincing herself here. She says, more than wanted, Miss Gladman. I apologize. And she just slaps you across the face. Um. Oh, again, I am sorry, but... This. The book said to do it. <laughs> so I had um, to do it. Buy it. <laughs> Honestly. Don't simply allow such ignorant breaches of etiquette and decorum without recourse. Um, he just kind of looks nonplussed. It's not like a full power. No, that's like what I, I well, well, that's what I mean. Like, she, <laughs> like he doesn't even know why it is she hit him. Why it is she hit him? Like he's very confused by it. Like, I'm really not sure what that was for, but whatever makes you happy. Yes, well, thank you very much. We've got to have to come to this. Anyway, carry on. Uh, do you know what that was about? It's because we're idiots from Breach Hill. I'm fairly certain I'm not an idiot, nor am I from Breach Hill. Hmm, hmm. I begged a different. Asta's just cursing to himself and marches away from the group. What's his problem, anyway? I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. Um. I suppose if you've taken no offense to it. Um, he's like, if a gentleman, if, if a lady strikes a gentleman, there's really not much I can do about it. That doesn't make too terribly much sense. Why? Because you don't hit ladies. Well, certainly you don't initiate anything, but you can defend yourself, surely. Not unless they're using leaf. Well, we point out where this is like Doran, just like, yep, this is a, the normal conversation I'm having with Resume. <laughs> like, yes. Not unless you're. Not unless she uses lethal force. A gentleman would never strike a lady unless his life was in peril. Why? Well, certainly aside from the fact that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like he looks Ooh. at you, and he goes, clearly. Desert elves get slightly different socialization than I'm we do. I'm not entirely certain if you mean that to be a less insulting way to simply <laughs> imply that my misunderstanding is a result of my entire culture, or if you just want to simply uh, address my own misunderstanding. 
I'm, I'm just... gonna go eat in a corner. <laughs> you guys are still walking back to yeah. camp at this point. There's like, corners be, everywhere. You can go yeah, eat Yeah, I'll one. be eating. Like, I watch Esmus walk away and like, take another bite, and I see off. you guys, and I'm like, <laughs> like, there's, there really is no faux pas against striking a lady in Iskar? Well, certainly if you start a fight, that's that's entirely on you, but if... He looks, like, utterly flabbergasted, like... Does Rosemary's appearance change at yeah, all? When yeah, it actually does, control? yeah. Okay. So, so, so she does... Like, how, how, how so? Because I don't know if we've actually talked about this. Um, it's more of, like, a ghostly overlay. Like, like oh, that's way, that's, that's way less weird than I thought it was going to be. Okay. So it's almost like what happens with your false life. Exactly. But his her voice completely changes. Like she's clearly, and her posture changes. The way she so walks just, changes. So it's a holy masculine. Voice yes, and... holy masculine voice, masculine posture, like same body, same body, faint, fantastic, yeah. almost specter of her brother. Okay, so but everything else all. about her changes. Okay, so it is very, it's very obvious. When, yeah, when who's in control? Okay, fair enough. I guess. Perhaps I just have not traveled enough. Uh, let's just say where I come from that that would be cause enough for a father of the young lady to kill you dead. Hmm, fascinating. Perhaps it is a cultural difference. Uh, where I'm from, um, if th- th- there is no there is no cultural delineation uh, between men and women, and they treat each other as equals. Um, so it's curious that you should be forced to suffer physical abuse with no recourse. Well, if it's magic, that's a totally different thing. If you both have magic and you're going magic, at each other... Magic changes it? Of course. So, this is very confusing. So if someone uses magic to assault you... May you all walk the paths together to <laughs> argue until you're judged! <laughs> it's, it's just that's Esmus' outburst, just... I, I don't... From the distance. Yeah, from the distance. <laughs> We're arguing. I think we're having a very interesting cultural discussion. Yes, why don't you come join us? <laughs> I may go bring a, some. I, I'll, I'll, I'll walk after Esmus and like hand out tentatively like one little strip. Um, after a couple of. Of watching this group kind of splinter apart here. Like, he doesn't look angry. Like, his body posture is very like non aggressive and very conversational. Do we not? have enough enemies with the cinder claws. Oh, we're not enemies at all. Dolren is a good friend of mine, and he protects Resme, which means... a pair of you, and Valio, like, ten feet off to the side, kind of in a huff, and Buford and Esmus play off the other direction, and where's Burr at? He's still just with this group. Yeah, Burr probably just walking, just walking along like this is absolutely just, fascinating. Split groups here. Dolren protects Resme, which means he is as high in my esteem as you can possibly go. Well, Resme does her share of protecting me as well. Resme admires you. She, your family. Thank you. I could never. One bite's enough. Well, anyway. Kind of keep that feminine uh, figure. You, he kind of blushes yeah. a little. The group of you. After some time, with the sun having at this point pretty well and truly set, 
make your way back to the camp that you'd set up, which unfortunately had to be relatively hastily abandoned. Uh, you brought anything that was of interest or value with you, but clearly, being left here, some something has at least poked, or several somethings perhaps, have at least poked their way through for strange morsels or even just an investigation of what has appeared and didn't seem to pose any kind of threat. And it leaves you tired and just honestly ready to sleep and prepare everything as, as well together as you can. So as you rest for the evening, your netting laid down quickly, kind of hastily, to throw everything together as you can. I'm actually going to need everybody to make me a fortune save. Okay. That's a good one. What do we got? 26. 25. 23. 18. 20. So as you uh, all rest through the night here, relative comfort as much as you can, you would awaken in the morning now eh, probably a fair bit more bug bit than is usual. Uh, not really having had time to put everything back together wholly properly and with the darkness, just having to have done as well as you can. Yeah. It's going to be an itchy day, to be certain. But let me bring us over to the grand map here, uh, because Rinali has certainly scouted out another of these strange totemic pillars for you. And uh, now you know, well, this following the river theory seems to be working spectacularly also, uh, so far, because this is three separate totem locations, as well as that strange bubbled fortress that have all been placed in various points along the river itself. Mm. What are the plans for today? When, I, when you're done with that, can I get that? Um, so, did we find another totem? Yes, indeed. Uh, poor Renali found it. Um, but, uh, oh, dear. It seems as though uh, we need to make some preparations, and apparently it's a storm-based one. Uh, lightning flying everywhere. Really? Weather, you say? That's interesting. Um. Hmm. I wonder what we can do to counteract that. Well, in particular, uh, it seems that um, the uh, it, it seems that the totem is guarded by some sort of winged devil-type creature. And if we can take care of those without exposing ourselves to the storm totem, it would probably be safer. Two of them that we know of. Yeah, Valia. At this point, there's a hand. Ah, yes. Sorry with all the tribulations of last night. I don't believe I we got any proper detail about the beast that descended upon us. I said they seemed very akin to devils, kind of almost impish, but larger. Uh, but I don't believe they were devils of any kind. They seemed to be half-bat-like creatures. Really had some sort of intelligence to them, and they, they sh- certainly shrieked like bats as they attacked. Uh, yeah, deafening, actually. As they descended upon me, I was forced to defend them with the same sheer silence to me. Uh, hmm. They are astonishingly loud with this shriek. Invisibility might not help then, not if they're using Bat's ability to be able to tell where things are by 
the vibrations that the sound is giving off. Uh, I think the shrieking is really more just to dis disquiet and unsettle their opponents. I certainly wasn't really able to tell any proper difference. Uh, whether it was an offensive technique or something they used for navigation, they do seem to have eyes and ears. Uh, they're quite large, so perhaps could fall either way. But my understanding, and again, I'm no biologist, of course, uh, but the bats that have their own kind of locative shrieks, those are inaudible to humans, are they not? That's not something we can even hear. Whereas these were overwhelming and near instantly deafening. Uh, my sound, my, my hearing didn't return to me for hours. It's possible that they can do both. It's true. Mm, it's possible we... they just do a, a, a similar thing with a different pitch, perhaps. Should we take steps to try to guard our hearing? Uh, maybe uh, wrap cloth around our heads in an attempt to mute their attack. With all due respect, I'm not even positive that would make so much of a difference with how piercing, their shrill, uh, piercing and shrill their cries were. Though, we were wholly unprepared. It wouldn't be possible to deafen them. Can, sound can you sketch what they looked like? Maybe I can identify it. I'll do my best, but it was a turbulent situation. Well, unfortunately, they didn't pursue us far. So, I would assume that much like what you had told us and what Stoutmore had told us before, Lubberius, now I apologize, I'm getting ahead of myself. And what I told us before, they may be guardians of some kind. Hmm. Uh, sentience? Uncertain. I'm, I'm no artist, but if you can provide me with parchment, well, I can do my best. Well, I have some. So she will briefly sketch out uh, something that looks much like uh, you were expecting, largely. The fairly massive bat-like wings sprouting from the back of a very thin, gaunt-looking humanoid. Hmm. Uh, she has its ears almost down on its cheeks, branching far out to either side, and a, a massive open uh, maw with pointed teeth. And as she adds in some details around, uh, again, I'm, <laughs> artistry was never something I truly took after it, and she makes some kind of almost just like hatch marks around the head that don't really look like much of anything. Uh, they had manes, these creatures, uh, around their full heads down below their shoulders and their chests, almost, almost like a lion's, but much darker. The skin was reddish. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry I can't do better. Have I heard of anything like this before? Uh, go ahead and give Malival... What's your society? Uh, society's an 11. As a matter of fact, you would have, actually. Uh, these, it would make sense as something that... Valia would not really be able to identify. But these look very similar to something called Sabusans, hmm. which you would know because of, again, all of this jungle study that you've done, all your preparations for this. They are an uncommon creature, but they are far from unheard of. They're, the best way to describe them almost is the, a jungle analog to a vampire. As a matter of fact, as that is very much correct. Uh, they're winged, sentient creatures, uh, very aggressive and very territorial, who don't eat meat so much as subsist by drawing blood. Hmm. Uh, and you would also know that this screaming of theirs, this shrieking, is in fact both echolocation and a hunting technique to disorient its prey. Hmm. Well, that seems accurate, then. Um, Would it be safe to say that they have sensitive hearing? Yeah, you wouldn't know. Possibly, but uh, certainly couldn't hurt to try. Um, certainly, I think deafening them would make it difficult for them to sense their surroundings. Um, but in particular, um, this 
shrieking attack. Uh, certainly bleeding from your ears is no good when you're trying to do a fight. Um, perhaps we should make some preparations. Um, also, uh, Rinaldi, uh, if you could recall yesterday, uh, your unpleasant experience, did you, did the lightning seem to come from the sky in the storm, or did it come from a particular direction, as though launched from the totem? Well, of course, when we came upon the totem and we ventured too close, the totem itself struck out of, out of us with a bolt, but this form swirling above the thunderheads that had formed did not seem to emanate from the totem itself. I, I witnessed nothing traveling upwards from it. I'll put no smoke, no mist of any kind. Uh, truth be told, I can't say for certain that the two events were related. It may very well have been coincidence, but the weather changed very abruptly as we traveled. <laughs> then perhaps it may be wise for us to, instead of challenging the totem and its guardians immediately, uh, to take some time and make some preparations. Um, we could go and try to construct from brush and branches uh, some sort of portable screen that we um, can put out in front of us so the totem doesn't see us, and from then behind that screen deal with the doubles. Would it be helpful if I could make you resistant to lightning? I think that would certainly help on the push towards the totem itself. I think I can do that. I think I can make you resistant to electrical damage. Did you look in the book for the same thing I looked in the book for? <laughs> it's almost like we have two hardcasters who are yeah. aware that resist energy is a spell that exists. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I think, uh, but um, along with those magical preparations, I think we could uh, sort this out well. And um, I, I, I am worried about this uh, attack of theirs. Um, do I know, could I maybe manufacture something with my tools and maybe tree sap to kind of come up with something to block our ears with? bad idea. Uh, making something like hastily here uh, just to try and to, to plug it off. The difficulty is the, the trade-off you were making. Uh, if you, you're trained in crafting, I'm pretty mm -hmm. you're an expert in crafting. Even. Yeah, and I have alchemical crafting yeah. if that so matters. So you, you absolutely you could absolutely put something together like that that would work. Uh, the difficulty being your I guess I'm trying to figure out exactly what your goal is. You want to intentionally deafen yourself so that they, so that you'll be immune to whatever may come with their shrieking. Because mm -hmm. if you make something like this, you are going to be deaf. You're not going to be able to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess the, I, and it's it's sort of a, I don't know what this thing does. If it's just kind of like, I will re yell really loudly so you can't hear right. anything, or if I'm going to yell really loudly, I, and I'm there's just, a mental effect, I, and you're going to be confused. You, you are aware that you are going to be deaf, so I, you're that's, going to be able to communicate with you at all. That's um, fair enough. We could always communicate through message. You Does that can, involve hearing? Uh, message... Message is you very literally... If you're a deaf, you actually can't receive message. You can't receive it's message? Not, okay. It's not full telepathy. Okay. It is, plays uh, it directly into your ear, though, doesn't it? It does, but if you're definitely, like, you're trying to make it... I just don't know how deaf that can, would you make you. You can him. overhear the message, spell. So it's not directly in your ear. <clears throat> it's just, like, the sound emanates from right here, and it's quiet. It's not like sending. Yeah, it's, it's not like... Sending is actual telepathy, yeah. but this is a... The, the cantrip is not that strong. Well, I could also make us deaf, but I could only do one or the other. Um, if we, we actually could take a day, make everybody temporarily deaf, and then fix it later. Or we could just put stuff in our ears. Yeah, that sounds that like the same too. thing, really. There's multiple options. 
I mean, I guess if one wants to avoid having something put in your ears, you could use it your way, I suppose. That's an idea. Well, which way do we want to go on this team? It'll It'll take simpler. Okay. It'll take some time, but we I can put, put it together. Or I could use magic to permanently deaf us, and then maybe I can reverse it later. Temporarily. Temporarily. <laughs> Just a little deaf. So give me a uh, crafting check then, Norman. All right. Uh, that's that's going to be 28. Uh, well, 28, yeah. The tree stab's a great idea. You, you would easily be able to use some of your alchemical tools and what's easily available here to ready basically a very thick gel. Xanthan uh, gum. A paste. Uh, yeah, pretty much. A, a paste that's not going to entirely harden, uh, but is going to get much stiffer over the hour or two after it's mixed. Mm-hmm. So you can work this together, press it into your ears, and then it will solidify. And you will functionally be completely deaf. Who's uh, ready to get swimmer's ear? But it will not. <laughs> it, it, will, it won't be impossible to extract because it's not going like, to harden to become stone. It's like a plaster. Mm-hmm. It's just going to become much stiffer. All right. That'll work for me. Um, well, I Means made you a can hum batch. all day long and nobody will know. <laughs> well, nobody will. None of us will know. <laughs> <laughs> so are we all taking the magic ear paste? No. No? <laughs> Absolutely not. Sounds like a plan. I I will definitely take it. I mean, I'm just we, we can just keep it until we until get we close. get closer. Yeah, I'm there. I'm assuming I'm putting it in. A yeah, no. Morning. Just immediately. Immediately. Esme, <laughs> <laughs> shoot me if I miss something. Not shoot me. Don't shoot me in any vital areas. Just like I don't know, in my leg or something. <laughs> what? I don't understand. So you guys are going to spend the day, of course, traveling down to where this totem is. What do you want Vali and Renalia to do? I reckon why not just check right there. Makes sense to me. It's directly above us. I go a different direction and then loop back around and catch up with you later in the evening. Let them go in the opposite direction of the totem and just kind of over there. Continue clearing the... Go where the lightning is. Yeah. (laughs) Go and not get struck by lightning is the (laughs) ideal goal here. So, you begin to make your journey to the jungle. And as you travel, the map and directions they would have been able to provide for you if you were completely deaf because he was very excited and crammed all the stuff in his ear immediately. Uh, the rest of you with some reagents ready. Uh, basically a putty of two parts that won't really start to harden until you mash it together. Be <laughs> very more than happy to just stroll. Be like very disconcerting humming coming from him because he doesn't quite know what pitch he's totally singing. Totally out of but... tune. <laughs> just sounds... Almost just obnoxious, off-putting sounds coming out. You'd be hearing the sound of your own metal suit rattling around all day. because yeah, you would actually hear that, like, you'd only really be able to hear, you know, the vibrations that are your armor mm-hmm. and your footsteps and everything, but no actual sound. Uh, you journey back in the general direction of the river. The sky is clear, sunny, slightly breezy, weirdly pleasant for the rainforest, Probably a little warm for what those of you from Breach Hill are used to, uh, but still, not nearly as bad as it has been the last little while. Finally, the weather does in fact seem to be turning for the better. But after a few hours, late in the morning even, not even afternoon yet, you would start to see clouds above you. You can't really see a horizon or anything here because the canopy is so big. You can really only see a small 
bit of sky directly above. But it goes from completely completely clear to heavily overcast. Oh, hey, uh, look, guys, there's clouds. Yeah, that seems like our cue right there. And about, <laughs> and about mm-hmm. 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes of journeying. And with that, almost immediately comes rain. As you walk from dry to a heavy downpour to near-deafening peals of thunder echoing through the area as you guys ready these What's gum for your ears. Like that. It's almost certainly not natural for something to go this quickly. Now, much like Finale have told you here, one moment to do this This would one. be natural weather in Florida. This would be very natural. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Actually terrible. That's why I felt weird describing this. I'm like, so this is just Florida. Then. This yep. is like regular. Uh, this totem is the embodiment of Florida. The <laughs> rain is coming down in heavy, thick sheets. And by the well, general state of the ground and how damp and flooded and soaked it is, it looks like it hasn't stopped for days, if not weeks. Uh, the ground itself almost becomes a marsh as you travel looking disconcerting, populated by the normal trees and underbrush of the lush jungle, but walking almost through a swamp. And it's not too long before you can see almost constant flashes of lightning in different directions around you. Uh, This thunderstorm would be one of the most aggressive and violent that any of you have ever experienced. And that would be reflected in the foliage around you with a fair number of trunks being split near down their middle, carved in two or even more. Chunks of logs and wood burnt, strewn across the ground, and some of them so fresh you can even see the red-hot embers glowing from their centers. Some clearly having been smited from the heavens some time ago, laying split, dead, and dormant. Hmm. It becomes very difficult to proceed forward with all of the wreckage and detritus spread absolutely everywhere, combined with the softness of the ground and the absolute downpour around you. Mm-hmm. Now, did you use your magic this morning there? To go make us resistant to lightning. Yeah, yeah no, every you're day. Traveling. Right? Yeah. 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 Every every day, I I use one or the other. Okay. So all of you, I assume, are now putting you. Yeah. Going here, except for Esmus. 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 Yeah, I am not. Don't worry, Esphis. I've got a spell prepared just for you, just in case. You'll be perfectly fine. Deafen. So as you continue to follow this route here, everyone now moving in pretty much complete silence. What are you all doing? Um, I guess I'll cast Resist Energy on Dalren. Resist energy lightning, I assume. Yes. So you put how long does that last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, so you throw it up on him as you get in here. I will uh, repeat. You are you're, you're going very slowly here, but you, you are getting near. I mean, you, you know a location. You have a map. You know you're getting. So you, you when you reckon you could probably yeah. get there, you'll throw it on. Um, you're recalling knowledge. You're just kind of scouting this and thinking to yourself, Espus. Uh, I'll be seeking. You have yours, so I mean, you're probably better at this than anyone else because no one can hear any kind of cues. Mm. 
Uh, I'm gonna raise my shield, but I'm also like, gonna walk almost directly in front of Espus. Okay. Uh, I imagine Espus kind of hangs some amount of behind the group. Yeah. But a uh, bit. Like you, you, you kind of want to fall back to be closer to him to stay right in front of him. The lightning resistance is five. Yes. How about you, Doran? Um, I guess I'll be taking point. I might as well. Seems to work out well <laughs> for everyone else involved. You've done great at getting punched in the face. I'm you're, you're so really good at it. And in preparation plans, you would have the tarp. Okay. Tarp? Yeah, that we took off the abandoned sleigh. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, the, that, that large tarp. That yeah, for the sake mm -hmm. of blinding the, the totem. Right, fair enough. And how about you, Resume? Um, I will be uh, scouting. Okay. As you progress through again what's almost exclusively difficult terrain at this point, just trying to make your way forward. Dalren, up in points, would get the almost immediate value of her support, as just like the totem you'd found before, your first inkling that it's there. The first time you even get to see or hear that anything is wrong. That was Resume. Yeah, that was Resume's resistance energy, but... Oh, I thought you missed it. No. Oh, Resume's resistance energy. The, the, the first note you get of this thing even being here at all is the blast. The instant the thing comes into view. Absolutely no hesitation, no delay whatsoever. The totem immediately fires. It's not even like a reaction so much as it as if it's it's always waiting. It's it's always ready. It's a, is there anybody around? <laughs> always on edge. And it's, and it's inhuman how fast it can lose this laser. It's like spiders always ready. Yep, spiders. Zap an elf. Why are spiders always ready? They're, always They're just always ready, ready man. They're always ready, always ready. You never see them like that? laying down with their legs out like this. Yeah, just, they don't like, like this all the time. Drinking mai tais, soaking up sun. It's not what they do. They wait. I feel like it's become clear to me that none of you have ever met anyone's pet tarantula of any kind. People do that? I'm just imagining yeah. I just imagine a tarantula just laying down. Just they spend like... huge amounts of time not ready. They don't like <laughs> lay down and, and just like they don't flop like the rats do, but they definitely have a, a large window of curled up in the corner, like a little <laughs> nugget. They just don't look quite as adorable because they're well Spiders yes, nightmare monsters, right? Hideous. Jumping spiders are adorable. Though. No, they're really yes, not. They're adorable. No, kittens that jump on you are adorable. Spiders that jump so, on you deserve to Lucas, be crushed. the jumping spider, is a cartoon. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> anyway, it's not anyway. real. This blast is going to hit you for a 40. Okay, uh, well, that's a critical. I'm going to need you to make me a reflex save, Okie right, dokie. Oh, I was ready for it. I was ready for it. That's a 32 with critical success, nat 20. Okay, nice. so success. I'm just waiting for it. I'm like, I know it's around here somewhere. It's going to be a regular success because it crit you. And uh, you are going to get blasted for 11 electricity damage. Ooh, before, resistance. Yeah, before his resistance, of course. So then you can take that as well. Her resistance. Her resistance. I guess you're the one who was talking about in the first place. You're the one I have in mind. Because I'm not supposed to have primal magic. That's why. But I do. Can't, can't stop me. And then, of course, I'm going to need everybody to always manage to. Yes! The end 
collection of dice just loves me. I guess my scout's warning feat doesn't come into play here for them because they're um, visual. I cannot hear you, but she was regular. I was regular scouting. Yeah, scout's warning can be visual, visual or auditory. Or auditory but oh, okay. So, yeah, then you guys would say, you, you, you definitely get Shoot everyone in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> be ready. <laughs> All right, so plus one as well from... Do we get both plus ones? Or I think it's just one or the yeah, other. Yeah, okay, cool. It's probably the same class of bonus. I'm going to spend the session reroll on that natural one. Why? You were too busy trying to warn him. <laughs> yeah, it was like, hey, crap. Okay. <laughs> Perfect conversion. Sure. How many rerolls have turned into a natural 20 today, and why is it most of them? <laughs> well, stuff, two 20s stuff. and a 19. Stuff That's happens, pretty man. That's pretty good. All right. Asmus, what'd you get? Uh, have a total of 37. As the total. How about you, Resume? 31. Buddy? 25. Rude? 24. And all. 13. Oh, that one? I rolled two. Lauren's like, I was ready, and now I'm not. Well, you're busy dodging. Ha! You're busy. You're, you're on the dodge. <laughs> oh, did I, did I tie the totem? Uh, you did not know. Okay. Uh, we also found out that apparently, I don't know how I read this completely backwards, players lose ties in initiative, just full stop. Yeah. So uh, that's a thing that we've been doing wrong on both of my shows since literally the dawn of second edition. I, I, like, I like it way better, though. And as you see this thing blast up in the tree nearest it, you see several strange bat-like humanoids about 25 feet up immediately start rustling and looking around to see what on earth is going on. These lads. I gotta find real quick. Do resistances stack? I don't think so. No. You get the highest. You get the highest? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I thought about casting bark skin on you too, but... Does bark skin give me a resistance? I think it's physical it's resistance. Physical. Ah, yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, th those are separate. They, they... Oh, I didn't know if... Yeah, multiple sources of the same type of resistance dumps down. Yeah, you can, you can be what resistant to everything. 25. What'd you get resume by 7? I got a 31. 31. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bomb you with bark, bark skin, too. Oh, yeah. On your turn. Yeah, on your turn. You're kind of in a fight at this point. Alrighty, Esmus. So is... Oh, is this uh, terrain difficult? Uh, the dark terrain is difficult, and uh, again, again, the shrubbery is dense enough to provide, like on the map, it's dense enough to provide concealment anywhere in it. Uh, you can pick your way through the lighter ground without it being difficult terrain. It's still somewhat rough going, but it's not enough to actually inhibit you that simply. Okay. Um, what about tokens? Um, since I don't have any strange bat beasts, here's some frogs. Frogs. What type of action is it to activate my boots? The boots of other kind. Interaction? I'm or pretty manipulate? sure it is a single action activity. Okay. Alright. Um, and it lasts for like, what, 10 minutes? A minute? Something it's like gonna that? It's going to last for the entire fight. For the, for the entire fight, at least. Definitely the duration of a combat encounter. Okay. Um, Unless something crazy happens. Truth. I will 
activate my boots, and I will double move towards this stump all the way over here. Make your way down immediately, bolting from the safety of a viewpoint. As soon as this happens, you see Espis just run past you with the speed of light. I probably wouldn't see it, actually. I'd probably be deaf and yeah, I can't so you hear can't him. Yeah, can't hear him, so, so like, he's just, he's just, he's just gone. <laughs> Which I figure he's always like just sliding into cover, so. And is that a that, Yep, that's it for me. And the, as you run up and slide into cover behind this tree, a blast rips out from the totem towards you. You've got cover for this, so plus two. It's going to hit you for a 37. Uh, that'll critically hit. Now make me a reflex save. Okay. And I believe this also does give you the reflex save for the cover as well. Okay. So plus two to the reflex save? Yes. Okay. Same bonus. Uh, 34. So with a 34, this is the same thing again. You critically succeeded, but it critically hit you, so you regular succeed. So you're going to take half. You're going to take 17 electric damage. Okay. That's half. Mm. That hurt. Resume. Um, Resume is going to... Can she see any of the flying monkeys of doom from um, where she is? You can, probably, you can definitely see the closest one. The, the closest one there would be okay. visible up in the bows from you. It's, like, again, 25 feet up in movement. There's um, more of them. Excellent. Uh, Tecaris, and she'll cast slow on the one that she can see. He is going to get a will save of 18. Um, that will fail. Um, so he is slowed one for the next two I think it's actually Four. Three. Slug one for what was probably the life. Yeah. At least you have one action left. Um I'm throwing that up. Uh, this one nearest you goes to dive from the tree. And it, it does so with a well, only Esphis would be able to hear it. Incredibly piercing shrill screech. Uh, but as it swoops out of the tree, it jumps, holding its wings behind itself, almost just diving down towards the ground, and slows as it falls. Even gravity itself seeming to have less effect. But it unfolds its wings and shoots, even in slow motion, surprisingly quickly. You can tell your spell landed, but it's unsettling just how fast this thing flies as it swoops down on Dalren, uh, lashing out with a claw as it lands on the ground next to him. And it is going to swipe at you for a 24. 24 will just hit me. Meat, meat hits, right? Yes, meat, meat hits. hits yeah. yes. It's not meat, it's, it's a demon. It's, it Don't might be meat, it like eventually. That. And this claw is going to scrape across you for 11 damage. <clears throat> Again, almost in a flash, even with this magic encompassing it. Uh, but slowed, that is all we can do for now. Okay, uh, buddy. Okay, I'm going to move um, up next to Dalren behind the tree up there so that I am 15 feet uh, away from that. Uh, up here? Uh, south, sorry. South. Of this tree. Yeah, close enough. Okay, and then I am going to. Uh, Where do you want to go? 
Uh, yeah, just one closer to the uh, tree in front of me so I can take cover behind it after. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and then I'm going to, um, uh, Not in melee range of the thing is what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I'm not messing that up. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to take out, uh, uh, one of the sight, uh, the, the silver hammer, the throwing hammer, and then I'm going to shield up. And so readied, we move to Rur. Uh, recall knowledge on these things that we. Uh, yep, you. What's your society? Plus 10. As you look up to these, you assume Dalren's probably right. You've never seen anything like them. This strange, almost uh, incredibly gaunt, flesh and bones creature swoops out in front of Dalren. And as it comes out in front of the group of you, you can see that it is, like, nearly. Emaciated in its appearance. Well, we're going to test out the theory on if they can hear well after getting blasted by Soundburst. So I'm going to use three actions for reach and toss a Soundburst at the two off in the distance. Up in the trees. And uh, Uh, is that a fortitude save, I assume? It is fortitude. How, How far up are they? 25 feet. Okay, so I can't hit them and the totem, so I'll just hit them. And uh, the one nearest to you is going to get a 17, whereas the one behind the tree is also going to get a 17. All right, so they both take 10 damage. And they are deafened for one round. I can't hear you. What? What? Players were pacing. And uh, as this sound wave kind of erupts over them, uh, you see the next nearest one nearly fall out of the tree, uh, almost in shock and mixed shock and pain. Uh, clearly fairly upset, but it, it does recover very quickly. And then much like the one before it, it shoots down out of the tree, swooping the Buford. Its claw lashing out for a 28. Uh, and that just manages to scrape around my shield and hits. And as that connects his uh, claw, punching through fairly effectively for 12 damage. And he scrapes across your shield and uh, batters through it with this, again, impressive strength for how weirdly skeletal these creatures look. Throwing it off balance enough that the claw gets through to catch you and reaches out with his other hand and between the two of them, grabs a hold of your full plate and you are grabbed. Okay. The last of them, also seemingly having a pretty poor reaction to Soundburst, is going to drop out and start shooting out as it sees Esphis come down to the tree, and it circles around to close in to you. Uh, but as it comes down, changing its direction, it uh, whether it's a latent effect from the Soundburst doesn't recover as well, or it just doesn't have as great steering in this torrential downpour, it almost crashes into the ground next to you uh, before it then just lashes out from the ground, standing with a second claw for uh, 16. That'll uh, just com- just completely just like kind of batter the hand away. And right. cool. you. I get a villain point here. Ooh. Mika Rems. I'll take that. Ooh, and I have a fight where I can spend them. Uh-oh. It's happening. Dalren. Okay. Uh, well, let's... Uh... Let's test this out. 
I'm going to ready this tarp. And I'm going to stride. Up one. Okay. Yes. Over here. That's a tree. <laughs> oh, I, that's not a swear I can I can run up on. Looks like it's just roots. Uh, I, like I can go the other. I, like, I can go the other way if you don't. I'd rather go the other way. I'll, I'll I'll slide between the two of them if I can. That like getting getting past the two of them as they're fighting you. Mm -hmm. Set as they are, I think we would need to tumble through them. Tumble through them with athletics or acrobatics. Uh, acrobatics. Okay, and uh, is that going to use an action to do so? It is. A, it is an action. How much of my movement do I lose to do that? You treat their square as difficult terrain, so that would be you'd be at fifteen right now. Okay, or I could just guarantee to take difficult terrain to go the other way. Yeah, we'll have you go around. Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, so that's going to be five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, because I'm a nimble elf. Okay, and this dark ground here is also difficult terrain here. Can I get that far with thirty-five? Uh, I'm just assuming that you're counting correctly. But uh, I, I think I, one. I think I had to stop on the edge there. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to try to um, the tarp. What's the range increment on that tarp? You think? I would give you like ten feet. So I'm just going to run up right next to it. Okay. <laughs> it's a tarpoon. And then I'm just going to try to throw that tarp up over the top of this thing. All right. And as you cast it up, make me. Um, Athletics? I don't know, athletics, Jack, question mark. I like athletics. Athletics is good. As I feel like this is... Pretty hefty tarp. Yeah. Functionally grappling that we're going for. I like Let's it. Go with athletics. That's going to be a hero point, because this is important. Thank you, Arcadius. Arcadius is awesome. You need to have some one. <laughs> No, it's the same. same. Uh, it's a 16. And uh, with a 16, as you throw it up, while this thing, its eye is blazing mm -hmm. with this crackling yellow energy, a bolt already having been loose towards you and Estus. There's almost no delay between these blasts. And uh, the tarp caught by this almost just gets knocked around it and just crumples down the floor around the feet of the totem. Okay, critical failure. Ah, lovely. All right, I'm going to, uh, after slapping the clawed hand away, just going to dart straight for the totem. All right. You got the speedy boots on. And, yeah, with my boots, I ignore the difficult terrain. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, spicy. And I'm going to pull out thieves' tools, and I'm going to screw up the runes. As you reach up there, what do you uh, thought originally would have been a relatively simple task is much more difficult when the totem is actively blasting you. So give me a thief reset. Okay. And, uh, yeah, go and give it to me. Okay. I'm gonna spend a hero point because this is important. <laughs> Turn in the you fumbus. Should, you shouldn't say things like that. That one will also be from Arcadus. Thank you, Arcadus. Arcadus will shield you guys. Mm. We love Arcadis. Hard fish coined the depths of my mimic. Hey, it got better. It went up. It categorically went up. 17. With a 17, uh, the sheer force of the energy and the bolts loosing from this thing makes it seemingly almost an impossible task. You're pretty sure it's something you 
could do, but it is going to very much be a challenge. Okay. And uh, Dalren is going to need this. Ooh. Kyrie, JCB. Doesn't want to see you get abused, bro. No, <laughs> and uh, both of you are up here trying to disable this thing, but I feel like Dalren throwing and you're actively up with Thieves' tools is probably going to be blasting at you. You are going to be what's right closest to the head at the moment. I, I sucked worse on the roll, so. And I'm, I'm going to throw forth Lippy Caster's villain point back into the box. You were too close. We're going to put a 30. Okay, uh, that will just hit. All right, can you reflex it? Are you serious? For an, for an 18. All right, 18 is going to fail. But it did just hit, so you're just going to take full damage. Uh, it is going to blast you for... ...18 electrical damage. Okay. Uh, it would seem most of the blast did not connect super well as you're right up under it. It almost kind of grazes you, fortunately. Now bring us to Resme. Um, Resme, uh, seeing that Buddy uh, is a little surrounded, um, is going to, um... I'm fine! <laughs> uh, kind of, her eyes will crackle a little with lightning of her own, and uh, she'll cast Shocking Grasp um, with Reach on the monkey that has not been slowed. The demon, yeah, the demon that is... bad demon thing. I only fought a lot of monkeys, but this is not one of them. Alright, so uh, the one that is actually up on you for right now yeah. is the one. Okay. And, uh, you have to make me your save. Actually, I think you get an attack roll. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first time. Because you get plus one if they have metal roll. armor on. That's right. However, they are very wet. And I will honestly give you the plus one for how soaked through they are. Yeah, it would be just as conductive. Uh, I'm going to session reroll that. Rerolls coming out now. All it took was a laser death totem and three bad demons. You know, <laughs> things are getting serious up in here. Mm -hmm. Um, that's gonna be a 22. Uh, 22 will hit. Ooh. Exactly. Ooh. Oh, wow. Spicy. Um, okay. Uh, that's gonna be, uh, do I get my spell? No, on? it's just 2d12. Uh, 18. Ooh. Bazorp. That's pretty, yeah, you have for 18 damage, and this one having taken the sonic blast and then that, uh, is thrown off a little bit. Clearly, fairly injured by that. And... His second turn of being slowed. I'm keeping track of it for you. Yeah, I'm sure he is going to be slowed for this entire fight. Uh, At least for his participation. Of his <laughs> participation. Yeah. And as he sees you back there casting, doing your things, and the lightning does not emanate from you directly, he's not deaf. He can hear your incantations. As Doran runs away, he is then going to dive over onto you and Rur in the back. Not so much running as jumping with a flap of his wings, surging forward towards you. And he will swing a claw for villain point from Eduir. Yeah, fuel, I gotta use my fuel. That's super cocked. come on. Who would do a roll? Like at the same thing. Um, All of us. <laughs> All of us had that. <laughs> for a 21. Uh, that will uh, miss. Um, clearly, he tripped over a stick uh, <laughs> while he was on his way, and uh, he kind of just falls at my feet. And still slowed. That's all he's got. Buddy. Uh, I'm going to 
Yeah, they have a panicked face over at Espus and Dalren, and then also have a panicked face over at... Redeemer can't be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to break, try, just try and push this guy off of me. Okay. Uh, with an athletics. Uh, that's a 22. 22, you'll just barely be able to wrestle him off. He seems to pretty much match you in strength. And uh, size as well. The things are fairly large, about six, a little over six feet high. And though he is literally just skin and bones, he has some sort of insane bestial strength. You just get away. Uh, okay. And then I'm going to, uh, as as I bash him off, I'm going to bring the hammer up and try and uh, smack him. Very cocked. Uh, it was basically the same. Oops. Um, so. And this is at a minus five. Escaping a grapple does have the attack. Oh right, 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 right. So that only ends up being a uh, 20. As you swing at it, he dips back under the hammer. Uh, Okay, and then I'm going to, at least hopefully I got his uh, attention, I'm going to run a direction that's to be decided. I'm going to run back over to Resmain Rur and try and bring this guy uh, back over. Like right up to him or past him? Uh, Yeah, right up to him. It's fine. Okay. Rur. There was a bat demon in your space. Swinging. Will save, please. Command. Please leave. <laughs> please leave. <laughs> Sit down, you monkey thing, whatever you are. Uh, he's going to get a 25. All right, he succeeds. I'm going to tell him to go sit in the bog. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> right, and with, uh, with a success, he takes one action, right? Mm-hmm. And then I will walk around Resme over here and get in this bush. (laughs) (laughs) The halfling bush maneuver. Protect me, shrubbery. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't throw me in the briar patch. (laughs) All right, the second one who had come down now. Also, they're not deaf anymore. Oh, yeah, I lost one round. That's good. They they weren't particularly bothered. Uh, The second one who had come down. There we go. Is uh, going to jump forward after Buford as well, as as you escape his grasp. Swing again with the claw for a 19. And he uh, it does not it does not connect. I yeah. And then, I'm fairly well armored. Yeah. As you barely struggle away from it, don't seem to be terribly. You, know, you seem to be fairly well armored, but not terribly threatening. He's gonna with a flap of his wings leap over you and land back behind Rosemary. That will provoke. You don't have that. Because that lizard man. You have AOS in the other campaign. Um, That's what why did you have to yeah. bring that up? That's still a sore subject. Too soon. You're a freaking jerk. F's in the chat for lizard man. the other campaign in this campaign. <laughs> Whereas this one is just you going said to simply it last week. follow Esvis around, bringing a claw up to you for a 29. Uh, that'll hit. Digs right into the armor. And as he's following after you, just swiping, not darting down at you. He doesn't seem to be able to get quite as much power behind it. Uh, still fairly strong, though. Going to hit you for 14, and is going to grab a hold of you, uh, seemingly attempting to pull you back away from the totem. Okay. And you are grabbed. Dolrin. Ah. Well, we seem to have it well in hand. Uh, where's that tarp? Uh, it would be on the ground next to you, and you could just pick it up. I will totally pick it up. 
have the tarp again. Right, let's try this again, and uh, with a run and a leap, and just try to swaddle the top of this thing. Swaddle? Swaddle. No! <laughs> All right, athletics again? Athletics again. This time with feeling. This time with feeling, and gusto, and a 30. Uh, with a 30, that's gonna succeed. As you jump up, you throw this tarp around and get it wrapped over the top of the totem. Whew. So it's it's kind of like a, using a, a bed sheet as a ghost costume. <laughs> and flapping, but it is over the top of the thing. I have one action left. One action left. I will take my rope out of my pack. Okay. And Espis, this bat demon thing, grabs hold of you. I'm going to attempt to escape from it with acrobatics. Okay. With a 22. The 22 again will just manage to wriggle away from the thing. Um, great, now there's a tarp on it. Uh -huh. Does make it almost impossible to do the thief or anything. Mm -hmm. But it might also make it impossible for them to shoot us. You could pull the tarp off as an action. <laughs> it's not like a fixed. I'm going to trust in my friend. I will um, draw my rapier and because I'm assuming I've got the tools in one hand, and I'll draw yeah. the I'll draw the rapier in the other, and I'll just take a take a stab at this thing that's on me. All right. Cool. I'm going to spend a hero point. All of them are about to go to jail. Two not pass go. Uh, does that bring you down to three? Yes, that brings me down to three. Uh, that one is from Skagiro, I think is the name. Skagiro. Skagiro. Thank you for the hero point. Okay, that's much better. Uh, 25. 25 wins. Or wait, no, the escape has the... Escape has way. the attack trait. Okay, so that will go down to uh, 20 because he is not my prey. 20 will not hit. 20 okay. will poke through a wing as he twists away but not do anything. Okay. And that's the end of my turn. And as the uh, tarp is just kind of loose and flapping on this totem here. With another blast, a hole burns through the side of it as a bolt of lightning shoots out down towards Dalran. Ah, well, that didn't seem to work. And this going to strike you for 31. Uh, that will uh, normally hit me as I twist right. away from it. Ah, ah, that's only a two. I don't like that. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> cash in that hero point. Uh, whoops. Immediate value. Immediate value. Well, don't say that yet. Well, that's true. Hang on. Immediate value! Not 20. We've been getting some spicy Thank you, Kyrie today, JCB. People. So it actually doesn't hit you, as you are... It doesn't appear to be able to draw a perfect beat on you as it shoots out just aside you through this tarp. It ah. didn't stop it, but it certainly made it not good at aiming. Resume. Um... Resme um, will kind of look around her um, and see that she's surrounded. Is one of them really hurt? Um, the one but that's just jumped over you is a bit. He's the only one that has been struck twice, but they both seem pretty healthy. Um, okay. Uh, in that case, um, Resme is going to go I'm invisible. Completely untouched. All right. So with a quick incantation, Resume disappears. 
um, and I'm going to book it over to the one by Espes. Just try to get as close as I can. Alrighty, that's not going to be very far because you're that's at 5, fine. 15, 25 through the difficult terrain. Yeah, that's fine. Alrighty, and first these minions here have been commanded to just sit in the bog. Wander off in the bog. So he's going to do that. The first you've seen them not really take flight. He just staggers away and then turns around and pushes his way back through up to Rur, furious, but still also slowed. So that's all he's got to slowly pushes his way through this marsh and ogre. Uh, then I will type back out my Warhammer um, and walk around the tree in front of Rur. I had my silver hammer out. He's dropping it. Uh, is it one action to like switch or no? It's one action to put a silver away. Second action to drop the regular. I hammer. yeet the silver handle, hammer, <laughs> and I grab my war hammer and I walk around the thing and I walk in front of Rur uh, and this guy and I uh, shield up again. Alrighty, Rur. Well, he's clearly mad at you now. And he's a little upset. Well, I got a big old bolt of fire for his face. <laughs> so, f- sitting down in my bush, I'm going to throw a searing light at him point blank. Okay. He doesn't have to be a fiend, does he? He's not a fiend, no. Okay. Now, I know you're mad, but... Consider me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... That's a... That's an arcadist point. How much put you down to? Two. Because that was a one. That All right, it can stay down there. Yeah, purple. Band of the floor. Band, Band of the floor. You don't even get jail. Hero points today. Tax man. <laughs> Twenty nine. Not a. Not a. Twenty nine will hit. All right. And I need d sixes. I need three of them. So he's just gonna eat a big old ray of sarin ray. Bizarre. No, it's a sarin ray. Okay. Eat that. Eighteen. Uh, all right. That's the first hit that's been landed on him here, but with a solid blast. He stumbles back a bit as you as your laser hits him, and uh, as he does, he growls. The first thing I've done, other than a super shrill shriek, and in Wongi calls out, "I'm going to feast on you, little one." What? But he can't and hear he, it. Can't yeah, hear I can't hear that. That's so just can kind of hear some. You don't notice him, Wongi, so you some Wongi voice in the distance. In response to that, with my last action, I'm just going to look at him and pop up a shield. Pink? No. <laughs> Saren Ray says, no. This uh, one further back is going to leap over again, uh, jumping over the group of you, the flap of its wings, cutting Resme off. Who's invisible? Doesn't seem to care. Okay. For a 25, uh, coming down with a claw. Okay. He, he dis- seems entirely unfazed by her disappearing. Mm, uh, but you can also see that his mouth is open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that will solidly hit Resme. All right. And as he descends on you. And he would feel just the slightest glimmer, just the slightest hesitation in the back of his head. But if that's a minus eight, it's going to make the claw do a single point of damage. Because he's going to hit you for nine. 
essentially like he hits, he bonks Resume's brother's ghost on the nose. <laughs> a bit. Little anime thing comes up by his nose. And uh, that's two. So now enfeebled, he is going to grab a hold of you. And the rest of you can see him. I mean, she's disappeared, but he jumps over and slashes out and grabs something. So he's, he's not gonna like that. Fairly easy to tell exactly where Resume is. Mm. Whereas the one in the back, now dueling with Espis is going to swing with a claw once more, screeching for a uh, 22. That will miss. And then he is going to turn, so he's facing you and Dalren, and open his mouth and let forth an ear-splitting shriek. Okay. Uh, so Dalren, you will still hear this. Uh, but that is going to be enough that it's going to have no effects on you. You, I'm going to need a fortitude. Um, I know that I'm not trying to punish myself here, but as a Whisper Elf who is sensitive to hearing, am I going to take a negative to this? Or? Whisper Elf gives you a negative to No, it like gives this? me a plus one to perception for extra, for better I hearing. I mean, it might be particularly unpleasant, but it's not going to give it be a, like a mechanical okay. difference of unpleasant. So fortitude? Fortitude. Uh, for a 30. Uh, with a 30... Pretty painful, but your ears are ringing. That does seem to be the worst of it. And he puts a lot of energy into this. He, he takes a, a stance and opens his mouth and just almost, you can almost see the pure force emanating out from his mouth. You're going to be okay for now. Dalren. All right. Um, so seeing as how the tarp is there and it just kind of fluttered and blasted me through the tarp, does the tarp seem wholly ineffective, or just kind of like the fact that the tarp was fluttering around didn't really seem to it's, work? It's difficult to tell. Uh, it's certainly not doing anything flapping around it. It's not obscuring it enough okay. to prevent it from being able to distinguish where you are. Well, I've got a rope in my hand now. Let's see if we can we can put paid to this. All right, give me an athletics check. Only nineteen. I think that's gonna be my last hero point. Here it is. To the bank with you. Yep. Hey, Dost Hungers. It's gonna be Destronets. Jeez, this day. That's funny. You actually get a nap. Yes, he did. did. <laughs> he really did. Wow, he's like a fourth time today. Hero right. points are Hero money points today. Are so what does that, uh, what's that give you? Uh, that gives me a uh, 34. All right, so uh, with a critical success, uh, I think kind of lashing this is probably going to take two actions, but you get the tarp more cinched around the top of the totem. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is now drawn taut across it. This hole where it's blasted through, down below the top of the skull, up against just the wood of the totem itself. I'm going to get one action. Oh. Right then. To work. <laughs> <laughs> Rage O'Clock. Esbis. Rage O'Clock, I like that. Just in disbelief that seeing that the tarp is being wrapped around it and we'll find out the hard way if it's going to work or not. Um, hunt prey on the, the, thing on the thing that's trying to kill me. And we're going to stab. So stab numero uno is uh, 26. 26 will hit. Okay. For five points of piercing, and then just 
just just a quick in and out uh, for through the through the abdomen, and then a second attack is a twenty-two. Two will also hit. All right. Uh, for nine more piercing, just constant, just quick thrusts in and out of the abdomen. Death by a thousand needles. Uh, pretty much. Finally, managing to land solid strikes on him here. He clearly seems to realize that his uh, his shriek has largely done nothing. You don't seem to be disappointed at all. If anything, it's made you better. <laughs> <laughs> and he growls something in Wongi that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of my turn. Alrighty. Totem. Now, having been thoroughly bound and blinded, it is totem drawn taut around it. Whether it's literally just covering its eyes that functions, or if this is now up against the eye holes enough that it's interfered entirely, the blasts at least seem to pause. The totem is like a parakeet. If you put a thing over its cage, it doesn't know it's nighttime. nighttime. <laughs> Um, Resume uh, will uh, turn to look at the the beast that's grabbed her and go, oh, you grabbed me, did you? I hope you like electricity, she says in Mwangi. And uh, she'll cast out an electric shock that will travel up her arms and into his body, um, even grasping her. Okay. Um, so he will make, need to make me a reflex she. I don't know if he'll get a penalty because he's grabbing me. It's electric shock. It's electric arc. Oh, electric arc. Because uh, it's also raining. No, because that just kind of comes out from wherever you, you want it to be. Uh, he is going to end up with a 23. I would Um, That will just succeed. Take half. Yeah. We're still going to get a little zap. Dusty! Give me a minute. Okay, good. I had to make oh, you had to make a flat check because yeah. you were grabbing. Didn't want to oh, cheat. Right, 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 I, yeah. I made it. It's hard to do somatic components while he's holding on to you. Yeah. It's also hard to do dramatic components. Actually, I find it's much easier. <laughs> you have a great setup for it. Uh, he's going to take... Uh, they're both going to take five points of damage because I can target uh, oh, two creatures. Two, uh, well. Is it any two in range? Yeah, any two in range. So no. the one's going to get a 29, so I assume that also just regular passes there. Yeah. So they'll both take five. Um, and then uh, with her last action, I guess she's going to try to get away from it? Uh, yeah, you can try to escape. You can do that with acrobatics or athletics or an unarmed strip. Um, I'm going to try to do it um, with acrobatics. Um, Resme is going to follow... Um, her uh, her dad's self defense training, and she's just gonna make herself like really loose and let all of her muscles kind of just go floppy and hope he drops her. That's self defense training, the toddler tactic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> just go limp and hope he can hold on to you. Well, he isn't feeble. Go noodle. A little oh, easier. oh Not with that. That <laughs> is going to be Jazzo. Thank you for your maximum contribution to my day. Alrighty, that brings you down to three. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Much better. Um, that's going to be a uh, 15. Uh, but it's still not going to not be going to good be enough. enough. Uh, even in, in Feeble, he still manages to keep a hold of you. Uh, over by Rur, this creature 
Slowed, very upset now. But his last turn of slowed. Opens his mouth and screams across Grr and Buddy. Which is going to do absolutely nothing because you have both damage yourself. I'm just going to... But it is so loud and piercing you can still hear it. It's still shrill. He doesn't know you're deaf. Uh, and I'm going to bring my hammer up and try and close his mouth <laughs> just with Shut sheer up. force. <laughs> nice. Uh, pretty good Teeth. Pretty good closing yes. of mouth here. Uh, so that is a uh, 30, uh, 30, 31. 31, that hits. Um, what is feeble aim? Is it the end of your turn? Um, I remember we. it was worse than we had thought. I feel like it's until your turn. It's, yeah, it's until my turn. He, he doesn't remain enfeebled on his turn. Yeah. Yeah. Until the end of its next turn. Oh, its next turn. It does remain enfeebled on his turn. Okay. Better than I thought. Hmm. It's not like the whole fight. Uh, so that is um, uh, 12. This is not the slowed guy. Clack this them. This was the slowed guy. Yeah. Clack them jaws. <laughs> you will shut them out. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to try and shove him back. Okay. With a minus five. Ooh. Natural 20, though. Man, just rolling down 20 Dice are on fire. Uh, so, natural 20, uh, I guess. On that side of the table. Yeah, 29. Going to, uh, you're going to bodily launch him up <laughs> over all of this uh, this bog and this undergrowth. <laughs> he gets heated. He's going to yeah, get launched 10 feet back. And you can push through almost using him as a battering ram to... Follow after him if you want, as part of that. Uh, I'll just move in between uh, Espis and uh, er, er, in between uh, Rur and Res- er, Resme. Okay, that is gonna be your third action. Though. You can do that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Rur, are you immune to sonic effects while dead? Seems to be what's happening. I mean, it depends. Uh, if it, like sonic damage, yeah. no, it will give you a, it gives you a bonus on your save, but you're not immune to it. Never mind. <laughs> Because I definitely have another sound burst. And I was That's <laughs> on feet. No. <laughs> no, you know the sonic effect is not. It's not wholly auditory. It is not something that you literally are just hearing. Uh, the deafening is a side effect as part of the magic, but it is like vibration and resonance as well. And being deaf is not going to make you into it. It reminds me of like a depth charge. It's like concussive. It is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's, concussive force. Yeah, ex- exactly that. So yeah, you still if you sound burst yourself. You know, it yeah. works by liquefying organs. <laughs> yes. Well, I will move. Would I be able to see Esphus around the tree from here, or would I need to move one farther? Uh, you'd need to move up past the the tree here, and then here you'd be able to see him. All right, and then from there, I'm gonna blast him with a. Did I count that right? Esphus. No, I'm I'm just slightly off. So instead, what I'll do is I'll cast. I'll, I'll move one less, okay. and I'll cast Crisis of Faith on the one back over here, and I need a will save. Wait. Do you need any kind of divine for that? No. Okay. It just it does more if you're divine. Uh, well, he doesn't. Uh, you got a natural twenty and doesn't understand the concept of God. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's something stronger than me. <laughs> he has no faith. On which to be conflicted. Not scientifically possible. <laughs> so, uh, the one that is holding on to Resme here at this point has largely seen that. Well, he seen and saw the shriek you go across you two, and you seem to be largely unbothered. But still holding you, he's gonna do the same thing 
letting loose an absolutely piercing scream directly into your invisible face and to a buddy behind you. But it's even to you going to be loud at this point. It's not going to affect you at all. Before, as he's still holding you, he pulls himself closer and bites down on your shoulder. Hey! And hey. as he does, as you feel his teeth pierce, you feel a pretty powerful suction forcing your blood out of you. Mm-hmm. Make me a fortune save. Enom. 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 Mm, he's a bad nom. That is going to be a session reroll. We're, we're just going through them point. today. This isn't a yes. session reroll. That is a hero point. Thank you, Wolverine. Ooh, Wolverine. Good one, because he's biting me. Wolverine? Yeah, Wolverines bite the crap out of you. That's true. Wolverines do all of the things they can do. They're very angry creatures. Yeah, they are. Hey! That is, that's money right there. That's actual 20? No, no, it's a 19. Um, but that's still a 29. Uh, with a 29, it, it's, it's odd. It's not even a painful sensation necessarily, just a generally unpleasant one. But uh, it, it doesn't appear to do anything to you. Nothing negative specifically. Uh, right in his face. And as he kind of focuses on biting down on you, you're actually able to rest away from him and you would no longer be grabbing. Sweet. Nice. And then the third creature over here is having a perfectly good time dueling with Espus. How smart are you? Not very. He's going to keep swinging. He's not smart enough to try and get the tarp off the totem. Uh, 25. That will just hit. Dalren's good at tying knots. Apparently. Uh, that is going to hit you for 12 damage. Okay. And as he does, as he finally gets a good solid hit on you, uh, his claws getting into you, he uses his other hand, grabs on, and almost pounces wholly on you, fighting you as well. Okay. Give fortitude save. I'll feel the sun. <gasps> uh, that's going to be 23. Uh, with a 23, you will just barely fight off this wooziness that's overcoming you as he takes a fairly significant amount of your blood. Uh, but you are still grabbed. Okay. I'll raise the doll now. Alright. Um, he's going to kip his geese arm up in his hand, slog through the through the swamp to get out onto solid footing, and just drag this geese arm in a slash down the back of this thing that's grabbing Espus right now. Uh, that is a 22. 22 will hit. Uh, for 18 lightning damage. It's so All right. Uh, do and, I have another action? Or? Uh, it was draw, move, and swing. Yeah, I'm so assuming I couldn't handle yeah. that while uh, everything else. Bring us to Espus. Okay. Um, so I can't move to use manipulate action, so I can still just attack him. You can definitely slow attack him. Uh... You don't even have a penalty to attacking him. As a matter of fact, it's, you just have a two flat-footed. So. Okay, so just as it chomp as as he chomps in, just Espus just lets out a. I just let out this cry of pain and just immediately just start stabbing the rapier. He's attached to you. It only makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> so first swing. Uh, I'm gonna spend a hero point for that reroll. That one is going to be from. Uh, Deadly Doll, thank you, Deadly Doll. Two or three? Two? I have them down to two. 
We are getting we the are. spends. We are. Much better. Uh, that is a 34. 34 will critically hit. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's even easier to hit. <laughs> yeah. And that comes with a deadly D8 as well. Ow! <laughs> he's easier to hit. <laughs> Apparently, um... 34 piercing damage. Woo! Woo. <laughs> and as he's attached to you, you run this rapier through him. He is just I'll have a plus two to barely that doesn't get still alive. Ooh. Uh, so that because that's 12. Well, you do feel his grip loosens it's pretty significantly. <laughs> What do you do? What do you do? I've already got that. I've got that. Sorry. Please, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so just just with that nearly nearly skewering, just gonna try and twist to cause more damage. So second attack. Screw it! I want to kill him. I want to kill him. Uh, it's time to die. It's time to die. That one is from Trippy Dancing. Thank you, Trippy Dancing. The sound of peril. <laughs> Pretty much. Into a 32? <laughs> that will critically hit again. We've been getting serious value out of this. Um, so. So that'll be for another 22 piercing. And that, uh, that damage is absolutely going to cure the life out of that first creature as it just drops off of you. Uh, surprisingly, as it lets go, you could feel this suction. You felt like you were losing a lot of blood. But as it releases, you're not really bleeding that severely. And the, the wounds on you, the punctures, are fairly small from its teeth, mm -hmm. almost like needles. With, uh, with one action left, just immediately start booking it over to the next one. We got we got killing to do. Sorry, it gets me it gets me to right there. Cause Okay. Almost. Um, almost. almost. Alrighty, and the totem. Still for now remaining quiet. Uh, resume no longer grabbed. Um, Resume, not really wanting to be grabbed again, is going to take this opportunity to move the heck behind Buddy. <laughs> um, and uh, looking at her friend, who is no longer slowed, she'll almost feel bad about it, but she'll go tempors and try to recast slow so on him. So <laughs> Come on, crit fail. Yeah. <laughs> he is slow too for slow the next minute. Forever. There is only sadness. <laughs> <laughs> and enraged, <laughs> he raises a claw, towards, towards Resme, buddy. Um, so is that him stepping up? Yeah. He can't stop because it's a little great. Oh, his Amazing. Uh, and I'm going to once again just kind of uppercut with this hammer here and try and... Uh, really slowly walks in a lap right Um, yeah, It's okay. Uh, the first one misses with a two on the die. You were ready for him to be that slow. That was like, I just like full, like almost, almost dropped my hammer. It was uh, really expecting to hit something there. Um, and then that ends up being, for a second attack, that only ends up being a... Um, 
19. That's not gonna hit either. Yeah, and then I will raise my shield again. Well, theme, things appear to have taken quite the turn. The totem's no longer firing. Esphus is now within healing range. And um, one of these is no longer actually moving. It's just... He's moving, technically. Every time I look back, he's managed to move a couple inches. <laughs> so, I'm going to blast a two-action heal into Esphus, because he was getting whappetied on over so there. Every time around the corner, he runs into holy positive energy. And I will uh, cast a shield on myself, because there's still potential for the one in front of me to look at me angry. Forty-two. As you throw up a shield, that is exactly what he is going to do. Almost dancing around the tree as Espis comes after him, out of the way, uh, striking down towards Rur with a thirty-two and a concealment check. Yeah, he gets it. So through concealment, he could me. And, uh, and he also feels just a niggling in the back of his mind. <laughs> just the slightest niggling. His things, uh... I'll shield block it. Almost seem to be, like, fully incapable. If they have good in them, it's certainly not coming through now. And as he strikes down, shattering through your shield as well, you can reduce 8 damage from that. I think it's 5. Uh, actually, it's, it heightens automatically, Yeah, right? it heightens automatically. So you, he has level 3. Heightens level 3, I think it goes to 10. Yeah. Okay, so minus 18 damage off of this. Blasting through for 20. It's only going to take 2, but it is going to grab onto your tiny little halfling buddy. And you are going to join the grab club. Zalran. All right, let's see here. 5, 10, 15... 2025, 30, 35, just enough. Man, that nimble elf is really working out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Dalren's going to sprint, uh, pole vault into the swamp, land with a splash, and then as he does, bring this uh, blazing geese arm down uh, into the back of this thing, grabbing Rur. With a 29. Uh, 29, and it's flat-footed. I'm not holding a weapon. No you can punch. Okay. Not He's gonna watch out for the middle halfling fists. <laughs> barely not going to critically hit. Uh, oh, minimum damage. Uh, ten lightning damage. Double digits, baby. Uh, it is. Uh, and uh, he seems to be in a rough spot, so flip it up and try to skewer him again. Oh, but that is a natural one. Not interested. Not interested. You poke yourself in the eye. Esbus. Uh, um... New prey. Since my other one is dead, and I'm going to use skirmish strike. I'm going to step and strike. As you all gather around this enfeebled. Yeah, I feel like we're bullying this guy at this, <laughs> this point. Enfeebled creature. He is holding on to it. That's true. I'm ready to probably put the entire halfling in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame you. Natural 20. <laughs> it's not just when they hold on to him. Esmus out for blood. It's when they hold on to Esmus anyone that becomes easier. Esmus <laughs> grabs. What do you got there? Give it. Give it. What do you got? We got it right now. For 20 points of piercing, just straight through the rib cage in and out. Alrighty. And a, a solid strike. Stacking him a bit. 
but uh, he's still fighting strong. Uh, that was just uh, that was one action, so I'll swing again for uh, for my last action. Yep. For a twenty-four. Twenty-four will also hit. Okay. For eight more points of piercing, just in and out of the same spot through the ribs. With that, he now also seems to barely be hanging out. Totem. Still silent. Resume. Get some money out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Resume, um, looking at the one in front of her who's almost been made completely <laughs> ineffective, isn't even going to bother. She's going to turn around and look at the one they're fighting and go, oh, I bet he'd like some electricity, too. I feel bad. And uh, she's going to cast out an electric arc uh, that will hit both of them. The one that's surrounded by everyone on the planet is going to get a 22. The one who is very slow is also going to get a 22. Oh, um, man. That's, it that's meets. exact lethal. Okay. Yeah, that's exact. That's so exact. They so they say that. Okay. Even grabbed? Ed. He's grabbed. He's not. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Uh, 12, so half damage. Six lightning. Six. Six lightning. To both of them. That just doesn't kill the other one. No. One action. Uh, I'll go. Shield. <laughs> and then. The claw descends. <laughs> the time has come. You could have just stepped away from it. Anything. Throw the shield up. <laughs> Finally, coming down for a. 23! Just hits me. And he is gonna swipe you for 12 damage. Because it's a weird paradox of physicality where there's just as much force, just as much momentum behind the claws. Um, my brother's spirit will pop out of me and dissipate, and then uh, Resme will get a slash across her cheek as she only takes like three hit points. And that brings us to Buddy. But quickly, before that, Dalren. I just joined the stream, but I'm uh, sure he's going to need it soon. <laughs> <laughs> Ram bot. Thank Ram. you for that support. That would having, be correct. Having zero is a bad time. Hey, this is a fight where you're not just getting abused constantly. So, I mean, it's been a good day in Dalren time. That's true. Buddy. Okay, I'm going to try and smack the arm away from uh, Resme uh, with a... What is it? A... 31. 31, yeah. 31 will hit. Ah, perfect. And then I will do some damage. Robot, apparently. Uh, Robot. That was supposed to be Robot. Like, Robot funny. Okay, how much? Uh, for uh, 10 damage. Okay. And then I will uh, try that again. With the backswing. Nice. Nice. Mm. With a uh, 26. 26 will also hit. Nice. And I will. Bam. Bam. Oh, nice. Hey. Maximum. Okay, so 16 plus 4 is 20. Now they are both critically wounded. And then I'll just raise my shield again. And you see, uh, as you hit him, as you hit him twice, you see the, the claw down. He slowly steps <laughs> 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 his legs <laughs> in the other direction. Rare. Well, they both look like they're on death's door here, so I'm going to blast a. Divine Lance over at the far one. You're still grabbed, don't you? Yeah. 
that hits though. That's a twenty-seven. Oh yeah, flat check. Get a five or more. That's a seven. It's more than a five. So that was a twenty-seven to attack. Twenty-seven will hit. I'm almost positive that's going to take this one down. Is it three at this point? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Fourteen. Eighteen. That bad beast is going to be smited, whirling to the earth in slow motion as this lance connects. And after firing that off, I'm going to bring my left little fist up. (laughs) And I'm going to try and bring it back around and punch this bat thing you'll make him you'll make him respect the halfling hand yes. <laughs> a halfling left hook the, the halfling pimp hand <laughs> and we're using dexterity because they are yeah yeah, yeah. Nat 20 agile no yeah are you spinning yes. a yes. Yes. That is 100%. yeah percent absolutely for nothing dominance. but the, yeah Very nothing but asserting important. dominance here That is only a 19. A 19. You're not quite going to catch him. But he he sees that you are angry. He's looking little tiny hands up at him like a small child he's currently restraining. Uh, Esvis, no one should dance alone. Looks at Deadly Doll and hides under the desk. (laughs) (laughs) Trippy, darling. Take a second one here. Is this last remaining creature holding on to Rur is going to quickly just bite <clears throat> down on the top of your dumb little halfway head <laughs> and start sucking atop the skull. Give me a word save. What, would you like to guess what it is? It's a natural 20. It's so a natural 20. don't have blood, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you bit the top of your skull. Yeah, right? that's really blood. Bird brain. Yeah. Bird brain. Bird brain. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go of you entirely, and turns and flaps his wings and takes off and up, darting away into the canopy, yelling something else in Wangi as he flies off. What is he yelling? Now he's about, he's deaf. He's oh, about yeah, yeah. 50 feet out. Five zero? Five zero. Okay. As he flies. Um, oh, no you don't. <laughs> uh, drop the geese arm. <laughs> Uh, hoist a javelin. Uh, 50 feet, I can move 35 and be within my range increment to chase him. You run after, well, it's going to be a lot of difficult terrain on the way there. Uh, he went south. He, oh, he went south? Okay. Yeah, so uh, like... Can I get within, oh, javelin range commits 30. So as long as I can get within 30. So let's see here, that's going to be... you go 20, you would need like 40 speed to get through all the, it's almost it's basically all difficult terrain to get down there. Uh, let's see, that's going to be 10, 20, 25. Oh, yeah, you can go to side. You can. You can You can just get in range. Perfect. And right. just running, run, throw one javelin. Launch a javelin as he runs. Creature, please. <laughs> Would you like to guess what that is? Is it a 20? <laughs> it's a 20. Apparently, all you have to do to win fights is roll 20s. Oh, gee, I didn't think of this. Well, you just kill the Batman. Strikes it's... this thing. Piercing straight through it, it and a stroke of lightning behind it through the air and just crashes into the earth down below, and is very clearly no longer alive. Rur, I got a scratch on my face. It's bleeding. Come here. That should be simple enough. Just 
arm around Esphus as we tend to our wounds. <laughs> Just and before yeah. we before we get into that uh, aftermath, flash healing up and patching and all that. First of all, Rob bot again. Esphus, never had to say it, but this is for playing Fuse. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Cross continuity hero points. And uh, we need to take our break real quick. So that's what we're going to do. We are going to stand up, get some beverages, use the bathroom, etc. Don't go far. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. And when we return, well, there's still a very on totem. Yeah, we have to figure it out. Uh, wrapped up by Tarts. So we got to figure out how we're going to actually do about that. Captain Orange, we use Arkenforge for this. It is uh, very specifically made to do what we do, which is play on a monitor on the table. It doesn't have any uh, online functionality, but it's really neat for what we use it for. I love it. It's really anyway, cool. we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned, everybody. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. What a what a battle we have had here. Any adversary can be overcome if you simply roll a whole bunch of 20s. Yep. Yeah. Straightforward enough. But even so, in the aftermath of that fight, uh, I imagine several of you are left in fair assorted states of injury, as both the totem itself and the bat creatures, the Sabosans, got some pretty solid hits in on you. <sighs> I was actually like just kidding. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. She'll say as she sits down on a stone. How does everyone look? I'm fairly hurt. Oh. Kind of beat up myself. I look like pristine. Tanking. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo, guys! I look like Hard somebody. Hard to tank things that fly in a big open area. I have my throwing hammer, and then they just flew up to me, and I'm like, yeah, okay. I look like someone <laughs> smudged some dirt on my cheek. I have a minor With the critical, lead. it was a critical dirt smudge. You've taken, uh, you two have been sprayed to the tiny holes. Buford's armor protects him. He's fine. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna set the two of you down, and we'll uh, we'll go about tend into those wounds now that the immediate threat is gone. Well, you do definitely still have a very powerful totem that just pretty much has a bag over its head. So the immediate threat gone is a questionable statement. Uh, perhaps we should deactivate that before we make camp underneath it. Uh, plus. This storm is still going on, which definitely makes it uncomfortable to sit here. It is absolutely seating rain, and uh, at this point, you would all be beyond soaked to the core from the torrential downpour. And uh, much as Renali and Vali had said, nothing seems to be coming out of this totem, even before you put the tarp over the top of it. Uh, nothing seems to be going up into the sky. Uh, but surely, this incredible we weather, how long it's lasted, and how quickly you enter into this region. This must be something. It's not the totem, something else. Yes, well, uh, maybe we can see if it stops, if we can disable the totem. Um, while the tarp did work, uh, we do still have to deactivate it. Maybe... Cut it off at the base. If we if we thought to bring a felling axe from Isker, it would have been perfectly I, fine. I can try to mar the runes. The runes are up on the skull itself, so you're not really going to be able to get to the runes without... All but removing the tarp from the top of the yeah. The pillar is about <coughs> 10 feet tall. It's, it's a I, large object. No. I can have a go at trying to dispel it once, and then oh. if that doesn't work. Well, there's no risk, so that's certainly something we could do. And the other thing is uh, we have to cut through the tarp to get at the runes, but try to keep the rest of it blinded. That would probably be the safest thing I can think of. I agree. 
Let me be the one to try to mar the runes. Okay, but if I can save you the trouble, I'd like to. Okay. Um, she'll uh, focus um, her magic inward, um, and she'll start to cast, and um, almost a cloud will build around her. Um, and she'll cast the energy out, um, and you'll see it engulf the the totem. And she's gonna cast uh, a level three uh, dispel magic. Okay. With this, uh, it's proven to work once before. So. But she knows how lucky she got. Give me a counteract check. Um, that's going to be a session reroll because I'm willing to spend one on this. That is a hero point. That is a hero point. Uh, thank you, Arcadis. You know the one? I have one left, yeah. Every time I look over, the nameplates are up over the hero point. Like, every, <laughs> you only spend them when the nameplates are up, but I can't save this point. Keep it in the thing. Come on. In the thing. <laughs> Get in there. Here. Give me uh, a great big funnel. No, it's just, it, it, it's just not enough. Like You see her like pouring energy into it. And um, eventually she just gets exhausted and you'll see her breathe really heavy and sit down and go, no, this thing is, Whew. As you, you know you got lucky before, but, but even still with your magic reaching out of this one, it almost lashes back a little bit. This totem does seem to be significantly stronger than the green one that you had extinct before. Um, you'll actually... Um see Resme's eyes kind of cloud over and she kind of holds her head almost like it hurts. Well. I'm up. Yeah. <sighs> Apparently it gives you a migraine. I suppose uh, I'll try to hold the tarp in place while Espus cuts through the portion of it that has the runes underneath. We're gonna do brain surgery. That's it. We're doing brain surgery on the totem. Alrighty, so... Uh, no, you're runescaping. You... Oh my god, we are runescaping. <coughs> no, you're runescaping. So it shoots resume. <laughs> so, as you reach up to try to cautiously cut through with your thieves tools, I mean, you're not really that much safer. Give me a thievery check. Going ahead and reroll that. Um, oh, is that, oh, that's gonna you're gonna half like look. Lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do your bird-like fortune. Um, it's a nineteen. So with a nineteen. Oh, actually, you... uh, halfling luck doesn't apply unless you fail the first roll. I'm well, sure, that was a sure the natural failure. one was For a failure. For future reference, you can't use that a critical failure if that's what it says. But oh. Now we know that. Oh, um, okay. Is it on a critical failure? Yeah. Well, if it doesn't fail, for now we know that. For we already did this, but uh, you can keep the hero point. So, okay. as you try to cut through it, and as you're, this is really surgical here. A blast surges back down from the totem for uh, thirty-seven. That will essence. critically hit. You are literally at the skull, and uh, as you all see this. Um, near blinding flash of light as it surges out onto you. Reflex save. Yeah. Uh, 33. 
The 33 will succeed, which since it crit you is going to be a failure and you take full damage. Espis is going to be struck for... Twenty-one electric damage. Okay. All right, boys. <laughs> my turn. Everyone, go ahead and roll me an initiative real quick. So we can see who can act before it blasts again. I'm not gonna put it up. I might as well put it up here. I guess we're rolling it, uh, buddy. Um, Plus one, everyone. That would be uh, thirty-two. Thirty-one. Twenty-four. And this is. Uh, 15. You are uh, preoccupied with getting electrocuted. Rick? Yep. 21. What did you get Uh, 31. Buddy, you are the only one who has a chance to act in this moment before it fires again. Can I, uh, try and re-grapple it to try and cover the thing back up? As you, uh, jump onto it here. Hiya! Give me athletics check. Okay. Um, that's a session reroll as a natural one. It's the session reroll. <laughs> it's the tone of it. <laughs> <laughs> Tackles Dalrin off. I'm to another natural one, Ooh. so I missed the totem and so fall to the as ground. You, in your haste, <laughs> as you go to jump on this totem, you throw yourself at it. I don't know what you're really thinking, but definitely too forcefully, and you basically clothesline yourself onto the <laughs> dragon skull on this post and knock yourself prone on the ground. I mean, you have two actions left. Oh, oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. You, have, you have a turn before. Well, I thought I had to again. jump onto it and then try and grapple in. Well, um, stand back up and jump again, I guess. Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So another grapple check? Yeah, well, minus five. Minus five. Uh, seven on the day. It's not a 21. natural one. That's true, that's true, that's true. That's uh, a 18? 17? 18. It actually matters. Is it 18? Um... Okay, so 7 plus 14 is 21, 21 minus 5. 16. 16. 16. And as you jump up, you run into a kitchen and knock yourself over. It's <laughs> <laughs> bloody critical. Okay, you guys, you guys you're got this. You're in full flight. Jumping and climbing is not what you're here for. Look, totems are hard. So as you uh, can't really get good footing here, and you fall prone in the mud from one eye and then the other, a second blast for a 34 is going to that will critically hit surge into Esvis as well. Eesh. I'm going to spend a hero point. Uh, that one will be from Deadly Doll. Thank you, Deadly Doll. We're out. We ran paying out of for 20s. the 20s. Yeah, now we're paying for the uh, 20s. We are. Mm. Uh, that will be a 28. Uh, 20 will succeed. Uh, create you, so you will take full damage. Uh, you see one blast and another searing away a, a decent portion of this tarp as it rains down onto Estus for 20 more electrical damage. With two quick rays. Uh, resume. <clears throat> I don't have the map up because this thing's not going anywhere and I don't think the map is super relevant. We're all just for this crowded around it. Right now. Everyone's <laughs> crowded around the totem. And it is just, Espes, you have to literally be climbing, like, almost climbed up on this thing yes. to scratch on it. It's just pss, pss, one eye on the other, and the totem, is, uh, the, the cloth that was flared free, where it's blasted a pretty large hole through it. Um, Resme, um, seeing that, how hurt uh, Espes is, 
is um, going to go and try to take his place and try to see if she can mar the runes. Okay. Uh, you're going to jump up and with, with what? Uh, my thieves tools. Well, yeah, you had you had the thieves tools, yeah. right? Okay, so you quickly pull those out. Resume's a little criminal. And you make your own thievery check to try to end these. He's clearly <laughs> reeling from this. Yeah, like she can't let him take another hit. Um, um, Do you have any hero points left? I have one hero point left, and I'm going to use it. Uh, we did. Yeah, we yeah. he is. Uh, thank you, ghost. I don't like that die. That die ain't done me no good today. Want to jail it? No, it's not. It's not. It's not that bad. It's okay. Not, it's not a felon. Okay. Misdemeanor. <laughs> Keep it in thing. Um. So that's gonna be a seventeen. Yeah, with a, uh, a 17, with these blasts and Esmus in the way, you don't even really stand a chance of getting up to these things immediately. But that is just one action. Uh, I guess one to draw the tool in the one, so you could try it again. Um, she'll try it one more time. Um, this time, just trying to use brute force. There is no uh, attack penalty on thievery checks. There's no trait, so there's no uh, nothing dropping here. And as you roll that... Uh, hey, 19. P. That Fred Zero 30. is giving you a hero point. P. Fred. Obviously, we're not going to roll the 19, but you uh, you do have that. Uh, I get a 30. With a 30, what is your proficiency in P. Fred? Uh, my proficiency is I am trained. As you get up and clamber up next to Esther, and you barely, for the moment, cognizant of her up there, you reach up with your thieves' tools, and they just scrabble across the surface of this thing. You realize this is just out of your depth. You are not proficient enough in thievery. Okay. Hmm. Dalren. So I am an expert in crafting. Um, may I use crafting to carve away the wood of this thing to disrupt the runes? Seriously. You will. You. It's not huh. so much brute force. Like it is magic. I mean, you you can do that, but. But imagine at some point the days of discussion you've had here, you'd be aware that that's not going to work. Because it's not, it's a it's a finesse more than a brute thing. Sure. Uh, hacking away even like the bottom half of the skull wouldn't necessarily disrupt the magic. You need to interfere with the conduits in a precise way. Hmm. And I don't think shape wood would work, right? Because it's magic. I mean, you can try, but it's a safe assumption probably like shrink yeah. item also would not work. Okay. Um, so I guess so the first thing he'll try to do is try to rearrange the tarp and the rope to block off the eyes again. All right, give me that buddy's check. Uh, it's a 25. Uh, with a 25. <laughs> sure, exactly 25? Uh, sadly, that is exactly you, uh, what that you is. You try to get up and yank at this, but again, it's this, this totem's like 10 feet tall, and with these blasts and as was electrified body attached to it, it's just not enough did you get up there okay uh well uh let's see i can yeah there's a still this isn't like a tax rate thing oh i guess you're trying to grab what actually yours doesn't do a tech rate yeah um can i just jump on the backside and just cover the eyes with my hands <laughs> so even if it blasts uh, someone it's going to blast me you could certainly with your last two actions and climbing, 
ensure that you are closer than Espris. That's what I'll do. So as Dalrin clambers up on this thing, Rur. I think everyone that I'm currently partied with is insane, and we should have just cut this thing down from the start, and I'm going to put Healer's Blessing on Esphus, and we're just going to not let him go unconscious. It's pumping energy into his face, you're pumping energy into his back. We should have just cut it down with those spelling with axes. That, with all that stuff, all we right. have to cut things down with. <laughs> so that's so 49. Yeah. Thank you. It's like we haven't tried that before. And uh, Esphus... As you probably, I'm sure this, again, is back to the beginning of the stream, is not a pleasant feeling, as over 40 electric damage racks through you only to be washed away nearly immediately. The pain the pain is still there, the burns are still there. I mean, I'm not dying anymore, but it's... This is healing. This is not pain killing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's try to mar these runes again. with a Dedication. hero point being spent. This one from Trippy Darling. Thank you, Trippy Darling. Esfus unfaltering. Puts everything he's got. Are you uh, hey, you, look, you tripled your power there. You've got multiple actions. You so. have several actions, but one action largely steadying yourself, so yep. we'll say. All right, so I'll try again. Twenty-eight. I am an expert in thievery. And as you recoup from that, steady yourself, bolstered by this healing magic, take a minute to focus, and you succeed with uh, this plan you've had to interfere to mark these rooms away, to cut through them in a way that not just removes, but redirects this energy. And as you do... Dalren clambering up on top of this, ready to get surged. You see the crackling energy in the eyes. Fizzle dark. As too do the roots. Just falls. <laughs> falls just into the mud. Just. Resume will kind of slide down it a little, kind of like it's like a <laughs> like, like a fireman's pole. Um, it seems slightly crispy. And uh, you'll see her uh, start casting um, what looks to be an ex- like an extended cast. Like you've seen her do this um, when so she's performing a ritual. Definitely the same thing we've seen her cast on the previous Many occasions, yeah, yes. Yeah, you've definitely watched this. It always takes time on it That's Of course, of course it does. It's a, it's a long casting time. We knew that. Well, yes, we did. Um, and, Enough time uh, to me to get down. As uh, she casts, it'll do its thing. be doing that for 10 minutes. minutes. Which is conveniently exactly how long it takes to do medicine checks. Starts gigantic when you just scamper over to Espes here. And Dalren. And Dalren. We'll we'll drag him out of the bog before we do that. Uh Well done. Well done, Espes. You did spectacularly. What about you, buddy? I'd be looking out for danger. (laughs) As you stand up, make me a perception check. That's a pretty good perception check. That is a 31. Feast or famine? The 31, you can see that. What's. Uh, 12? Okay. So uh, you, you can see, as this totem is perched here in this muck, and it's still torrential downpour, it's probably like pulled up in your full health and you're landing on your back and just raining directly into your visor. 
you can see where you smash into this totem a couple times, trying to climb up on it and just slam yourself over. You've actually hit it hard enough to knock it a bit askew. It is freestanding. It's not rooted in the ground or built on any kind of a foundation or anything. And with those several hits you landed, one side of it has been forced a little further into the into the mud. And it's a little just a bit caught. Oh, so these things aren't like they didn't dig a hole to plant this thing in the ground. They it's just like know. a platform. It is just a totem that's standing on the ground. Shoddy workmanship. We should have just knocked it over and dragged it away. So hypothetically, <laughs> yeah. if you were to just knock the totem over so that its face was in the dirt, probably couldn't shoot at you anymore. Huh. Well. So Buddy's favorite hobby of cow tipping finally comes into play. <laughs> Well, after this is, you know, the fourth, eh, what is this, third, fourth totem we've seen? Fourth. Fortunately, we figured this out by now, because apparently we didn't realize the other ones could be tipped over. It's okay. We can Hmm. can figure it out. You you shrunk them and picked them up. They were just on the ground. But they weren't attached to the ground, but it's okay this time, we know. We noticed it this time. (laughs) Yeah, it took, because when you shrink it, you're like, oh, tiny, and pick up and never really think about it. But it's not until you saw it kind of crooked that you realized it's never really rooted. It's just there. Um, I mean, it is set into the ground somewhat, and it is very heavy, but it's it's, it's toppleable. It's just a statue. It ain't buddy-proof. It ain't buddy-proof. Buddy apparently ain't buddy-proof based on that brown thing. Although, um, I do have uh, the three working ones, because the one I gave back to What's-His-Face was the unfinished one. I actually kept his. You gave him both of them. Yeah, he yeah, has both of them. Yeah, he has both of them. I gave him both, really? Yeah, yeah. we did. And uh, Esfus just kind of, I'm going to look He did over. stiff us on the promised price, though. That's yeah, right. Yeah, look over at uh, Dalren and just kind of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. You get a spectacular casting of your ear canal. <laughs> All the hair is gone. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's probably not a pleasant thing. Uh... I'm hoping that, like, elves don't grow beards. They don't really have a lot of hair in their ear canals. That's kind of what I'm betting on right now. It's like caddies. Mm. I, mm. I don't know. On the inside, you get the that opposite of a halfling, I'm sure. I actually had... <laughs> Halflings are very hairy. <laughs> I had ear tubes when I was a kid, and when they pulled them out, it actually made, like, this very disconcerting cracking noise as it was pulled out. So I'm imagining that's what it sounds that's like. That's the thing I could have went my life not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> you and everyone listening to this stream. Yeah, so there you go. You learned something today, chat. Uh, uh, resume... Be knocked over and ear tubes. Resume uh, being a girl and having to wax frequently is very familiar <laughs> with this. You wax the inside of your ear holes? No, frequently. in general. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like the inside of your ear, I don't know. Anyway. That's, anyway. Pulls them out. You, you pull them out. I, Women experience pain better. It's okay. I owe Resme and your brother and you an apology for my behavior. I'm sorry. Oh. Apology accepted. Think nothing of it. I don't know what you're talking about. I was very rude because I'm not very good at trying to see the good in people. I'd rather just shoot them. But Buddy inspired me, so that's why I even bothered to think about holding the key out to Stoutmore. Because while he is an inept, absolute idiot and a gigantic donkey's butt, 
Not even Blue's donkey butt. Just a donkey's butt. He has resources and connections, and I thought maybe we could work something out, but that didn't mean I needed to yell at you. Oh, that. Yes, I, uh, I had wondered a bit. Um. Did he yell at me? Uh, in, an, in an Estus fashion. Oh. Well, you're forgiven. I didn't even know you did it, so... Of course. You're my friend. You always have forgiveness. Thank you. Now, Rur, I'd really appreciate... Oh, ha, ha, that's cold. <laughs> so, Rur, as she's finishing this incantation, uh, I'll give you a medicine. <laughs> well, would you like to guess what that is? Yes, it is. 48 plus that health back, I'm going to assume. 4010. 40, no, not medicine checks, I don't think. Is it medicine checks? No, healing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, when I use like the wand, yeah. but not the gloves. Right. Contextual healing. You got it, okay. Yeah. I have plenty of D8s. I, I lack the D6s. Very clever. Alright. 18 plus 10, 28. 28 health back to Dull Red and Aspis, and around the time that we're is finishing up tending to you, Resume's casting complete, and the totem slowly begins to shrink down, accelerating faster until it is left a small six-inch relic, like the ones that you gave just that one. Or the green one that you still have, actually. I don't think you gave him the green one. I did not. No, I still have that His one. and the white one. Yep. Um, and the tarp is just kind of laying over it at this point, so I guess I'll just kind of dig under there <laughs> and pull it out. Pull it out. Massive tarp with several enormous holes burnt through it yeah, now. Yeah, so it's not spectacular, is it? Oh, um, how's the storm, by the way? Uh, the storm, over that ten minutes, does slow. The peals of thunder in the distance and the constant flashes of lightning seem to slowly be stopping. And the sheets uh, of rain abate pretty rapidly, actually. At the end of the ten minutes, by the time the totem is shrinking down, the sky is still overcast. There's not a single drop coming down that's not just dripping from the canopy up above you. Makes it kind of difficult to tell if it's actually still raining. Right. But it's certainly not pouring, and you don't... You haven't heard any more thunder cracks in a couple of minutes. It does <sighs> seem to have stopped this permanent storm. Esphus, you did it! What did I do? You're happy again, and so it's not raining. <laughs> can, as much oh. as I don't enjoy their company all that much, can we go back to the Ekerjai place? I think we might be getting low on supplies. We've been out here for, what, three weeks? Seems like it. Um, how many supplies are left in that magic sack? I'm not keeping track of the magic sack. We were given, I think, about a month. Yeah, uh, it has four been weeks of magic sack supplies. 12, maybe 13 days? Yeah, I think it's it been actually hasn't been that long. Two, two weeks? It's been about two weeks. So 13, 14 days. So I think so we're you... still good for another two weeks. We could just count by the number of square or hexes we've... Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I maybe, little... maybe we could also get some more of the mosquito netting because... In my temper tantrum, if I don't assist you or Renali doesn't help us, then um, we wake up with all these red bumps. Hmm. And as, yeah. this, uh, as this healing here has at least uh, doled away most of the pain now, I suppose, and then you wish you're finally starting to feel a bit better, you don't feel like it has 
gone subsided entirely. Uh, you almost feel ill just from the raw amount of energy that's been pulled actually energy selling. In fact, I'd really like to lay down now. Oh, yeah, of course. Um... Uh, she'll actually, um, take out, like, her really super cozy, soft cloak and make it into a pillow for Espus to lay down on so that he's not laying his head down in the wet. So, while the ground here is unpleasant, it is here. It doesn't require any further traveling. Is this where we want to set up camp? Yeah. It is also the place that Renali and Valia know about mm-hmm. because they fell foul of this. You rest here to make your preparations. And sometime later, as the sky darkens a little further and the afternoon wears on, Renali and Valia would arrive. Renali with a bit of a wave, still, still visible above the her new gown, bit of that black chart and scarring on her shoulder. And she uh, looks around. I, uh, I do believe this is where we found that totem. I do not see a totem, so all has gone well? It's a toothpick now. Well done. That is, it is good. I, even after everything I have seen the group of you do here and then your home in the caverns under those big mountains, I worry. It is silly, maybe. You are strong, clearly. Stronger than any Echo Jai who can try to control this place, but it is worry like family for the group of you. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Renali. A feeling I have not felt in many years. Resme will tear up a little. That's really uh, sweet. Do you not have family? I know you stay mostly with the Ekujai, though you're not of them. Not anymore, no. Ah, I see. Apologies. It is okay. You, you, You have all done much more to help me settle that debt than I had ever expected. I I was foolish when I came to your home and I followed the Cinder Claus through that portal. But I was angry. I have been angry. But that was unwise. It worked out, fortunately. I found you. Swords of Revenge, as it is. <gasps> that is an amazing name for our company. Oh, Why didn't I think of this sooner? That doesn't mark it well. Oh, good point. Sorry. But you have a name. We do. It's just, it's an old, ongoing joke where we're constantly trying to come up with a better name for our group because we're kind of, we were kind of lame. I we, thought we... you had the hub. Yes, we do. But... You know, marketing. For that particular name, I would say that we lack swords. 
And vengeance. And revenge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not really what we're all about. Valia, uh... Although, given why we're here... If I may, I do believe you give me your own scouting report. Uh, report. Fortunately or otherwise, we didn't come across much of anything. Uh, we did find the end of that cliffside. It doesn't proceed much further. Uh, it comes back down to meet the land, but we saw nothing of interest north of here. It seemed to be clear. Hmm. So with that, one more hex on the grand map explored, and another point to Dalren's thesis about the totems on the river. Seem to like him there. Um, Rinali, can I ask you something? Of course. Uh, friends, Did are we not? It's a sensitive question, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, clearly. Did you ever have family? Everyone comes from somewhere. The... The Eklujai think of people as four pieces. Hence, I now am only two. Okay, let me explain this further. If you want to speak in, um... Mwangi, so it's easier for you to explain. I can translate. It is okay. I I can make sense of this. I am not like you. Resume knows this. She has been when first we left when we fought those Cinderclaws back in the caverns. This you see, is not me. This is a shape. A illusion is what. Because <laughs> my form, I find is unpleasant. Most do not take kindly to uh, what I. But my people, Anadi, are few. And since these tender claws are fewer, I do not know if any are left of my kind. But my map would be what Ekujai would call. But I only survived because I was not there. Hmm. It is a chance. Hmm. Explains your willingness and your initiative, I suppose, when you chased them through the Ayodara. I followed them. with the hate that I have borne for some time, but it is months past now. When I came through that portal, that hate, the wound was fresh and new and raw, but the leader of the Cinderclaws in your home, in the caverns, he 
I do not know how. Let me do. I killed him, but this did not end my hate. It did not lower. It did not change. Revenge won't always bring relief, unfortunately. Maybe not. But it will prevent my hate from being forced on others. I do not think that you're wrong in your course of action. Just that it cannot solve the issues that everyone comes across. It cannot make me feel better, but it it cannot bring family back. It can solve many issues now and in future. This and she looks to Buford. This is what I mean. These tender claws. They have no soul. They do not have what the gods gave them. That is why they seek it. They have only hate and fire and pain. You say you don't know where they came from? Nobody does. Simply arrived. They are new. Did Nakita tell you? The Bogarts and Chiruka, have they never lived in these areas? They at have. All? They always have. But the Bogarts have their own plants. Mm. And some even trade. The Chiruka, they have always been strange, but I. I know little of them. They followed the Gorilla King. And with his downfall, I found this, I suppose. I do not know if this is all of them born to this Cinderclaw cause, but but they could not follow one king any longer. They found a new one. Hmm. Power vacuum. That's possible. Certainly the higher-ranked Cinder Claws that we've seen have all been Sharuka. I have followed the Cinder Claws as I could. I tracked them to Hunter's Gate. I watched as they fought the Echo Giant. I... I could not intervene. I... I cannot fight. I am... There is word in my tribe, but it is not important. I left my people as, like, what is your thing that you do? I'm an emissary. Like that. Oh. I was not to be emissary. I was to be crafter. I was to be worker. But that is not the life I wanted. The elders saw promise in me and gave me the title of emissary. I returned 
the fire and ash. That explains a lot. These Charuka, I do not know who leads them. The one that led them at the portal is the one that I killed with my hat in the caves. Mm. But I have seen much the opposite. So it seems. Boggards, they are large, they are strong and brute. They seem to force well upon the smaller Cheruko by full force. But perhaps there is more as the leader was Cheruko. I do, I do not know their ranking. I only followed them for a few days before the portal. Well, perhaps we'll learn more about them when we come across them. The, uh, it's, we, we, we've run into, well, at least two Cheruka that seemed to be unusually powerful. Um, I have seen they have like resume. They have elders, perhaps chieftains, that have magic, strong magic. Mm. They are the ones who open the portal for the leader. The key, much as for us, did not work. But the portal itself, the forced with magic. There are such mm. higher level magics which can do that. Interesting. So yes. when they went in, the portal would not respond to the key? It did not react at all. Mm. But their leader, they brought out Totem. We wiped them after the Echo Jailer ran out. And with their chieftains, their elders, they were Cheruka mostly, but there were some others. There was Lizard, small like Cheruka, but scales. Hmm. He had many bottles. He gave orders to other lizards and the Antaruka elders. And there was another, seemed similar but larger, as you do. He was green in scales. He gone. He did the magic. It was the fort. Hmm. Did but they, he did not seem later. Did, did they want shiny things? I, huh. I could not hear the words. It did sound I awfully familiar to the kobolds we encountered previously. That's true, although these seem far more capable than our two basement-dwelling scaly friends. These small lizards were as slaves. Hmm. They bore loads. They carried... Equipment. That sounds Aww. exactly like our two basement dwelling. They looked almost unwell and weak. Probably not well cared for. Uh, so there are more than Bogard and Charuka. Alright, well, we'll keep an eye out for these lizard people and be careful of them. Uh, they may have strong magic as well. Or they may just want to be saved. Well, the small ones. 
possibly, but they uh, had brought many to the portal. And came in great numbers to overwhelm the Equidine. Uh. If I will give the Equidine no other things, they're warriors, they're hunters, they are strong. The small lizards, um, did they fight? The ones that were as slaves, did they fight as well, or did or did they just carry loads that they you saw? They were brought in after the fight. You've heard if you were looking for possibly some someone to go and redeem, maybe uh, that would be the people to look for. Yeah, the I ones mean, who are oppressed, you're and already down. You're already their god. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see when we get there, right? But this is what I know. I only know what I have seen of my my days have only seen one side of Cinderclaus. You may believe there is another, but I, I hope maybe there is. Well, maybe not another side of the Cinderclaus, but They're possibly servants. another side of the, the, the groups that make them up. Yeah. Um, not all of them would be a willing participant. And uh, perhaps there'll be some way of uh, squaring that. Yeah, Malia, seated here, thumbing through her book. She puts it away and waits a moment for this lull in the conversation. What's, so, what's the title of that book? This book? Yeah. No, no, her book. Doesn't Would it just be like one. an etiquette? Yeah, it doesn't guy? even appear to have one on the cover. Okay. You can see it. It's just blank leather bound. Um, Miss Minami, uh, if I may be so bold. I'm unfamiliar with these Anadi. This isn't, isn't a race that I had heard of previously. I'm not sure exactly what they are. Is this some kind of elf? Or. And uh, Renali kind of looks, and almost looks down for her, but also with a bit of a smirk. And uh, holds her hand up in front of her face, and moves the hand across her face. And as she does, behind her hand, her face turns into a blue-haired spider with uh, four uh, eyes clustered up on either side and two massive fangs hanging over her jaw. I'm just looking uh, right at Valia. Antenna <laughs> poking up in the side of her head, almost a grin, and then waves it back and she just looks like Rinaldi again. And if there is any color to drain from Valia's <laughs> face. <laughs> right. Hey. Thank you for indulging my curiosity. She's gonna go apoplectic. Resume holds up two coins. And uh, Renali, Renali just She'll get it under control. Is kind of a <laughs> lost her words there. You'll see why I think these guys, it is unpleasant to civilized folk, I find. I mean. Many people do not like spider. I don't think it's unpleasant. I mean, it's your natural form. I'll be honest with you, I don't like spiders. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either, but I'm really, you know, I'm learning to accept all others, right? And you're a spectacular person, thank you that so much. That is true, I agree. I'm not a fan of your snoring, I still put up with you. See? Eh, well, you know, that's a... It is fine, it causes me no... I don't no. snore, are you kidding me? It is no trouble to keep this place. Yeah. All Inadi have some degree of this magic, of this illusion, as we must, for relations. So, I, I am much more trained in magic than most. This is no trouble. Mm. In fact, it almost feels strange <laughs> to let it go. Yes. Well, 
I should really take you back and introduce you to the druids. I actually think that you would find that they would not consider you odd at all. But as uh, he kind of inquires further about the druids and someone who may not be immediately repulsed by a giant humanoid spider, and you guys prepare your camp and uh, eat your meals for the evening and all that, who wants to make the Yolden survival check? That dog right there. I'll do it. I That's will assist, tail. though. Thank you. I will, yeah, 30. So you get plus two? Uh, so 27 goes to 29. 29, you will fairly successfully make camp once more. With the rainfall having abated, the ground over the next few hours solidifies surprisingly quickly. It still keeps almost a sheen of puddle across the top of it because it has just taken so much water that it's maybe years before it dries out entirely. But you're able to arrange your tents and your sleeping bags in such a way that you are not constantly soaked throughout the night, at the very least. Just find a slight raise. Actually, we're fairly relaxed. We're not really that tense. And as you uh, rest... Resume dies. In your sleep. Unfortunately. Chunk of It's a terrible accident. Who could have seen it count? It was a random encounter that only specifically killed Resume silently and then left. Um... Esvis, you're going to have a relatively difficult time sleeping. Well, whether it's a factor of the wetness out here or something that has gone amiss in your food supply or what exactly the cause is, possibly even still just some latent misery from all the lightning that you've suffered, you are awoken several times by the greatest calling a man can possibly receive. Mm. The diarrhea. Yes, and it is very urgent Mm. Mm. and terribly unpleasant. You're going to be able to rest enough that you're not mechanically fatigued, just barely. Although you are going to be sickened when the morning comes. And you feel as if there's no real way you're going to wrench this one away. You look terrible. Oh, I got it. As you all awaken, as you all awaken the next morning, get up, get up, to a somehow even more colorless Esvis. <laughs> it's pretty apparent to everyone that he is well, severely unwell. Goodness gracious, I think we have something in the bag for this. I, I, let's not worry, I, I have just the thing for this. Just no. give me an hour. I'm oh. sure you don't. Well, there is an anti-plague, there's an anti-plague brewed by the Akujai, if you think he it's useful. cannot ingest anything while he is in a state of sickness. The very concept of downing an anti-plague <laughs> causes him to about vomit more than anything left in his digestive. So, so we have to find an alternate method to administer it, is what you're saying. Hmm. Good That's news, it. everyone. <laughs> it's a surprise. I solved diarrhea. <laughs> so his ears, right? Yeah, I yeah. could knock him out real you quick. Know, and then I've always heard that Dalren was a great suppository of knowledge. <laughs> oh, look, a random encounter in the middle of the day. <laughs> and a dragon drops out of the sky, yeets resume. <laughs> But uh, by the time you've awoken in the morning, you 
are tired. You are miserable. There is clearly nothing inside you. And to the point where you uh, you can even feel that you are relatively dehydrated just from the sheer veracity <laughs> of this uh, dysentery. Yes. Yeah, so after our morning preparations and your unfortunate hour of wakingness without any treatment. Spurs like, hold on! And it spends an hour yep. reading his Bible and preparing magic. I uh, I have just the thing for you. Let's see how this makes you feel, and I'm just going to lay a hand on you and channel the power of Saren Ray into you, and I don't know if it's a ten-minute cast or not. What is it? Uh, pretty sure it's called Remove Disease. Uh, uh, it's called Restoration. Maybe. Remove Disease. Uh, you're doing it in the morning, so whether or not yeah, it has a 10-minute cast is irrelevant because you are in your camp and have all the time in the world. Yeah, Remove sure. Disease. Yeah. But 10 minutes, so. As you uh, well up this magic and discharge it onto Esther's, I believe you need to attempt to counteract Sibylines. Blessing of Saren Ray purges this disease with a thirty. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's going to critically succeed actually. So, as his magic takes hold of you, you would nearly immediately feel at least gastrointestinal relief. You would immediately be struck by how dehydrated and tired you are. But it's but, not getting worse. But it's not getting worse, and you're. Stomach would certainly feel much better to the point where you would no longer be sick. May I have some bread? Nice and flavorless biscuits. Thank you. And with that, first order of business results. Was our plan? Thank you. Today. <sighs> um. Well, if, uh,. Our friends across the river uh, are aware that we've uprooted their totem. Uh, it just probably be best to bed. leave. Um, we could strike out further east following the river to see if there's any more totems there. From here, you would be able to see... A totem. A little bit <laughs> of what Rinaldi had told you. It almost looks like a haze, and uh, through the jungle, if, you, if this totem hadn't brought you down near the river, there's no way you'd be able to see it through mm. the growth itself. In the distance, through the swamp that is the southern side of the river, over the tree line, you can make out a subtle haze of color, mm. almost just looking like a natural rainbow. And it glimmers above the trees in a variety of colors. Notably, not any greens or yellows. Hmm. You seem to be making progress. You see an assortment of reds, purples, oranges weaving through each other. Any blues? Hmm. Probably you would not. See blue. Hmm. There's another blue. Multiple flavors of blue. Well. So, it looks like we have at least four more to find. Goodness gracious, they've been prolific. Well. At least now we know we can knock them down. Yes, actually, that'd be quite easy. Um, I am totally just turning into a ball. By far the easiest way to, by far the easiest way to handle it. Uh, well, I have a grappling hook here. 
Uh, with my rope. I have animal form. I can turn into a very, very large animal with horns and just charge at it until it falls over. That's, we also have a buddy. That's true. You have a, a very large animal. We have so many ways of knocking these things over. He has left his mark upon the Breach Hill town uh, city center forevermore with the buddy-shaped cartoon <laughs> hole. <laughs> the emergency the exit. The emergency exit. But that still uh, remains. What are our plans for you? Where are we headed? You know, given the map that this larger, this largest tributary, the main river here, continues to run east from here, almost due east. Well, it seems like it's quite likely that's where we'll find more of them. Farther down the river. Yeah, that's fine. I'm inclined to keep doing this until we cease making progress. You also know the area of the Echogai blindness does only extend another 30 or 40 miles that direction. Uh, and to the edge of this here that you can actually see on the very edge of the map is where the area Nikita has outlined for you. Ah. Well, then that limits the range significantly. Mm-hmm. Could um, could we have Renali um, make camp this time with my stomach upset? And I don't. if I can't assist you, I don't want us to... That would be great. Should be simple enough, then. Run any more problems. I can fight, just... So perhaps here, then, to scout the next area? Sounds good. So you guys want to bring Renali with you, sending her ahead to make camp? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. We're all traveling together. Vali is staying with you this time as Renali tries to find a good place, uh, communicating how you'll meet up at a later occasion. You traverse through another sunny, largely morning out into the Wongi expanse. As you travel, a bit of an errant rain does come down through the afternoon. Nothing near the incredible storm that you dealt with previously. And you make your way up to a tributary of the tributary, a second smaller feeder river that flows down into the main area below. Meeting back up with Renali sometime in the evening, she has all of her grand silks prepared to string you up your base to the trees. And now the mystery is solved. Tavalia's growing horror. <laughs> I think we all know where the silk comes from now. <laughs> it's <the> her butt. <laughs> <laughs> but but we just we just covered that. You meet up with her later in the evening near another divide. The cliff ridge that you'd followed east so far does come down to near level ground at a passage across this tributary. Uh, but you can see near exploration around this area that it does rise back up again on the eastern side once more near immediately Hmm. uh, forming a fairly impressively large cliff once again now Renali has put together some camp but she seems to be getting tired it's been some time I guess this isn't wrong you've been through the track with shovel here for near two weeks Hmm. and uh, as she Spins she, her silks and puts this all together. Even the silks that she's providing, now you know their source, seem to be duller and more listless themselves. Almost frayed in some places. Uh, Vanali, however, seems to be in perfectly sp- uh, fine spirits and apologizes briefly. I have uh, done my best, but even with the days break, but I suppose no, there's no sense in hiding. I don't create so much of this silk at a time. I mean, these, these weeks, 
have been tiring and I have not really eaten or provided properly for myself. I am I am exhausted. Well, perhaps what? you need a break. Uh, if after all, we've been having you run all over the place here. Esfis uh, may have a good idea. Perhaps we should make way back to Akrivel and rest for some days, perhaps. Okay. Let's eat well and know we have relative safety. Also but. not like we can't explore on the way back. Mm-hmm. That's true. There are uh, areas that we haven't uh, come across. Maybe we get lucky. Maybe we find... In finding more totems is lucky. I do not know what has happened with my life at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where am I? And there's a valley of nuts. Yes, I'm not one to complain, but I'm very out of my depth here. And following Valley around to the jungles to aid and defend her as we explore has been totally tiring. I have run through what what goods I have brought, and many of my clothes and outfits have torn ragged and tattered. I don't want to be exposed any further to the creatures of the jungle than I must be. I I do think she may have the right of it. Fair enough, then. I think then uh, perhaps uh, we should uh, turn back uh, starting tomorrow and uh, yeah. make our way back to Akravel. Uh, perhaps swing a bit wider than we normally would to cover some ground. Uh, we haven't exactly explored the area around Akravel uh, too terribly much, although... Is it possible they've gotten close enough to erect more totems? Uh, goodness knows the white one was very well, close. Very close. Considering their areas of blindness, it's entirely possible that there's some north of us preventing a large swath of the jungle. Possibly. I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to see any particular pattern as to what generates the blindness. Uh, how far out does it extend from a particular totem? Is it even from a totem? How does it even work? Uh, I think it probably best just to be cautious, and perhaps we will run into another one. Although if it's not by a river, I'll be very surprised. I can't help but think that there's something to do with the energy of the river that's powering the totems. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it, but it's it's a strange coincidence. Well, I'm sure uh, if uh, Lord Stoutmore was here, he would uh, advise applying a sufficient amount of gunpowder to solve all of his problems. Um, but yes, I, I agree. Um, if it is the river, then short of damming it and seeing if it would work. Well, the two key aspects of survival, water and high ground. We have found them at a temple, and we found them along the water. And, uh, Valia interjects again. I will admit, perhaps the main mistake that at least I have made so far is underestimating the Cedar Bucks. Ever since I've met them, I didn't really consider them to be too much of a formidable opponent. They well they are literally apes and from what you've told and from what power they have in these totems and all these various creatures they seem to have in this way clearly they do have some spectacular influence on them beyond that some members of their own ranks are beyond formidable even those we fought upon us on our journey to the first place the ones that I had to fight off they seemed weak, but there's clearly much more to them, and they're only growing in strength and number. Just so. Um, Doran, uh, give me that tarp. Let me fix it while I've got a minute. I've taken you for a 
a seamstress, but I doubt it, it'll be much that we'll need to repair. Well, the two burnt holes in it should probably... Oh, there's quite a bit of burnt holes in it, actually. Um, you'll see uh, Resme uh, chant a little, and she'll cast Mending. Oh, what, that spell. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, how could I forget? Very useful, thank you. Um, although now that we know that the totems aren't actually anchored at all... We perhaps can do planning and thinking later, or you are welcome to stay and do as you please, but I need rest. No, of course. Of course. Is well, there food I can get you or make you? Because I have magic that can literally make you whatever food you want. It is okay. Truth be told, I have been uh, hunting for myself much of the time out. But I have had precious little time to do so. You are... Giant meats are... I can get you, like, a live monkey or something. I think uh, a hot meal and wine would do us all good. Oh. And I have had several of them. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Is there any specific kind of monkey that you like? And, uh, as Vinali recalls you with some stories of <laughs> naughty dietary concerns. Well, now that she knows that Renali, like, his diet is different, she wants to be able to prepare herself so that she can provide her with food. As you all rest for the evening, your watch is set up and everything, uh, as well as you can be just a little off the ground in this season, larger silk hammocks. Resume, as it comes to you, Deep at night, with constant clouds of mosquitoes that you've almost been accustomed to at this point. Nothing but the incessant screeching of the jungle insects around you near constantly. Night is probably louder than the daytime, but with the wildlife here yeah. in the depths of the rainforest. Make me a perception check. See through the cloud of mosquitoes. They're right. They're right there. <laughs> they just provide concealment. Okay, that's gonna a be elemental. a uh. twenty-four. <laughs> okay, yeah, twenty-four. As you're up on watch, the rest of your party sound asleep. You would not see until they were upon you. A pair of what appear to be enormous, ten-foot-tall sloths with claws like longswords literally drop out of the canopy on top of the group of you. Uh, guys, giant sloths! No, it's not a joke! Wake up! Giant sloths? And as everyone would be brought awake very rapidly <laughs> as these descended down upon you. We're all initiative next week. No! <laughs> we'll roll initiative next week. All right, at least tell me whether or not they have algae and other stuff growing in their fur first. Ew. Uh, can we just walk away from them? They are sloths. Well, they are enormous, hairy, sloth-looking creatures. They don't appear to bear any kind of moss. Uh, nothing seems to be growing on them. In fact, they seem quite ferocious. So when we return next week... We'll be very quickly reminded that our problems here are not just the Cinder Claws and all of their forces, although this may very well be some of their further work. They got little tiny badges. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but the jungle itself is phenomenally 
inhospitable. And we're in Eastgirk. We live cozy in our towns with our walls and our warm hearts. Here in the jungle, we're the prey a lot of the time. Mm. I pray all the time. Oh, there's a thing over here. Is that actually there? Oh, that's oh, a dead no, bat. That was a leftover demon from the previous fight. Ah, very good, very good. Oh, they know my secrets now that this is just one giant map I jump <laughs> us to different random places of. It really is, though. I decided the easiest way to handle this was to just because the totem's up here, too. I decided the easiest way to handle this was to just to make one freaking gigantic map and just drop you in different parts of it. Hey, no, it's <laughs> work so smarter, that's, uh, not harder. That's great. That's, that's all of our various jungle encounter regions. That's just great. a randomly selected portion of this map. I demand a handcrafted, unique map that we will never use again for every single one of our encounters. No! Wait, close, <laughs> close your eyes for about three seconds. He'll move us to a different part of the map. Problem solved. There there you go. Right it's amazing. So, next week, chat, when we return, giant slots? Question mark. And then probably a return to Aquavels in order just to kind of see how things have gone. I haven't touched base with the Echo Giant in a couple of weeks. And, well. We need to piss them off. It's the 15th of Paras <laughs> now. We've been here for some time. I think it was almost it was the beginning of the month when we started journeying out here. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for staying with us. Appreciate your support just from being here. We have gone through a great number so of So many heroes. So many. Oh. I held on to one. Kados has fed well. It's a chunky little mimic. It has been fed. Good night, everybody. Enjoy your weekends. Jasmine.